0: Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 169. Nice. Your (laughs) once-week-a-live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. This is a family-friendly show in both language and content, although we do drink alcohol on the show, so if that's not your thing, that's totally fine. Crack open a soda with us. Speaking of which, all Super Chats are read on the air so long as they meet those family-friendly criteria, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or or not, let us know in the chat and we will give some early show shoutouts as we go along. And speaking of chat, if you want to join the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon or Floatplane. Links are both down in the video description. You'll get exclusive access to the Discord server where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all of the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community over there.
1: You know, for as stressful as a launch that was, you did that really professionally. That's right. I'm getting better and better. Yep. And yeah, I don't even think you forgot. Uh, No, yeah. I didn't forget anything.
0: I I got the podcast in there. I got, I got, give us your drinks that you're having. I got family friendly. I got, I got everything.
2: Yeah. It's
0: like, I'm on top of things. So, so before we started the show, I know we're like 13 minutes late at this point. Uh, we, I hit go live on or start streaming on OBS And the YouTube studio app has a little preview window that you see just in the like top corner of of the screen. And then you have to hit go live on the YouTube studio app. Um, It showed the preview that was being streamed, but it was literally like John was Kilroy. It was cropped (laughs) this this high. And so you saw hops and brews and just John's eyes and nose just peeking out of the top of the frame. And so I'm looking at OBS and every setting that I can find. Yeah, it was that was basically going to be the show. So I was looking at every setting inside OBS that I could find. Is my scaler set wrong? Is OBS displaying a wrong preview window? And finally, it's like, I'm just going to hit go live on YouTube and hope that it looks good. And it looks good. So now the studio app is still broken. All I see is literally this. Well, the
1: studio app's been broken for a while. Yeah. I mean, that that thing is, ever since they did that update on it, that thing's horrible. Yeah. I don't
0: like it. Still missing features. Anyway, yep. welcome to the show, everyone. Glad to see you. Uh, I do a couple of uh, beer intros, but I think I want to open our beers because I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a stressful in- uh, intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yes, I do have a glass of water next to me tonight because uh, my throat actually is a little bit sore, so I'm hoping, I'm so hoping has... I can make it all two hours, so we'll see. have a Bud Light? Uh, essentially, yes. Came uh, out of the same tap. So. Ah,
1: yeah. Looks like it. Ah, Look need, at that. Need, to,
0: need, need, need to clean those water lines.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's too hazy for Bud Light.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got some body to it. Look at that. Oh. Yeah, All right. Uh, John and I did talk before the show, and uh, we actually did coordinate uh, our drinks tonight. And so we're going to open two different variations of the same beer brewed a couple of years apart. Yep. Uh, so John texted me and said, hey, what are you drinking tonight? And I said, well, I've got a, a, a Russian River. And he goes, oh, which one? And I said, I've got a supplication that I want to open. And he goes, I have two of those. Which one do you have? And I said, I have a 19. John goes, I think I have a 17. Hold on.
2: <laughs>
0: and so uh, we're going to drink two different releases of Russian River Brewing's supplication. Which is an ale aged in Pinot Noir casks and uh, aged with cherries, and so they they put cherries into the into the mash, ferment it, and uh, and age it. Yeah, they
1: age it for nine to fifteen months.
0: Yes. Uh, So these are very very highly rated beers. Um, I got this one on clearance actually for fifteen dollars for twelve ounce to oh, give you then, an idea of the I'm price pretty sure
1: i didn't pay that price for this. <laughs> right
0: right like i got really lucky on this one uh and uh i, I went to a, a beer that does a little bit of cellaring and they had one of these out and they had it for 15 bucks and i went yes please
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so we're gonna go open proper cork techniques here i'm just gonna give that a little bit of a twist not pointed it at my face and uh you're going to do the whole uh, Russian roulette thing, John, in, in no, favor of.
1: I am not uh, doing Hey, mine's got a little bit of mold on yeah, it. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That's how old it is.
0: That's how you know it was well aged. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going, please, please, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Weak. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just having mine in a pint glass
1: tonight. Oh, well, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, I need a I need proper glassware."
0: Yep. No, I I thought about it a little bit too late, and by the time I thought about it, we were already trying to troubleshoot why YouTube wasn't working. So
1: I want to make sure. All right, uh, I got I got some yeast sediment at the bottom, but I made sure not to pour it in.
0: Uh, let's see. Just barely. I've got a little bit of a light yeah. coating on the bottom of mine.
1: And these, these are these are uh, active yeast beers. That's why they say you can yes. age them for a long time. So. Exactly. So
0: <laughs> so these say 7.75% for the beer content, but there is active yeast. Mine yeah. is two years old. And are you drinking the 16 or the 17?
1: 17. I'm 17. drinking the 17. Yeah. So I do have a 16. Yep. So I thought, well, if this is horrible. The 16 is probably going to be horrible too. So yeah, I can make a video out of it. <laughs>
0: surprisingly sweet smelling
1: oh that is still very very nice Whew. mine is not actually super super tart
0: mine's really tart. tart mine's really mine, tart oh really yeah.
1: mine mine's tart but it's it's smooth it's easy drinking like this is a very fine uh standard uh, sour or traditional sour not standard but traditional sour and then there's a nice cherry finish on the back end that kind of sweetens it up there's actually yeah. a little bit of thinning in the middle kind of a watery taste
2: hmm yeah uh
0: mine's got a pretty good pretty good body to it still um mine i will say is probably a little overcarbonated it's it's way too bubbly for the style of beer that this is supposed to be um mm.
1: No, this one's this one's really nice. it's, it's yeah. bubbly but it's not um not like a soda bubbly, you know, it's just bubbles all over mine's the place. Mine's soda bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's like this, it's like warm 7-up bubbly.
1: Yeah, this is yeah. this is definitely not like that. It is bubbly as soon as it's on my mouth and or my lips and then as soon as it gets in my mouth, it's it's like, "Okay, this is a beer."
0: No, mine tingles all the way back.
1: <laughs> oh no, not all that. the way through. Uh, but
0: like I said, it's still a mine's still a it's not a real thick beer, but it's no. not, it's not a, you know, light wine or something like that. It's, it's got some body to it. And they're saying our colors are way off tonight. Uh, I think John looks fine. I think mine is actually coming out a little bit blue or pale and that might have no, act- I have yellow lights above me, which is weird. <laughs> so I think my camera white balance is just being thrown for a loop. So tell you what, let's go that way. No, that made it worse. Although better skin tone. Ah, uh, live color correction. Give it a little bit more contrast and maybe drop the saturation of hair. There we go. Let's try that. Is everyone happy now?
1: Good. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> well, also, I think what it is, is I have a very orangey background. Yeah. And you have a very uh, darker, gray neutral, neutral. Yeah. And so I every, all of my videos come out very orangey when, you know, mm-hmm. I white balance because there's brick and, and yellow wood.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I have yellow hair and just like, oh, okay. Yep. Bright everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, honestly, I could use more cherry in this. Like, really? like well, mine's not, su- it's tart, but it's not super cherry.
1: I would, I, I do really like a good sour cherry beer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm betting with mine though. I, I taste the cherry, but I'm betting with mm-hmm. mine. It probably ate most of whatever was sweetness in there. Yeah, it's it's a hint of cherry. I do get more of a wine barrel aged. Lot souring. more wine. I, yeah. I definitely get that. But I taste a fruit aspect, and because it's, set, I would have probably said raspberry if no one told me. Um,
0: but, yeah, I I I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Uh, like like you said, I I get a lot of the Pinot. I yeah. I know there's Pinot in here. Oh, yeah, um, I totally get that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not a real strong cherry, um, or at least not a cherry that I'm actively recognizing. Because, I mean, you can do Bordeaux, Bing, you know, there's so many different variations of cherries, but yeah, usually they're I mean, still fairly recognizable. This is fruity, but it's not cherry-y.
1: <laughs> no, it's not cherry-y. I'm just wondering if they say what kind of cherry. I'm trying to just scan. Th- I don't see a uh yeah uh description of what cherry.
0: Nope.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Uh there was some you actually did get a super chat earlier.
0: Oh, I did. I I missed that. Hold on. Uh yes. Uh Joshua, five dollars. Can you do a video on Nextcloud and Plex all on the same server, please, with Raid? Um I've thought about doing stuff with NextCloud before. Um, I've never really gotten around to it, although it's it may be on my radar here soon. Uh, I'm going through a little bit of a complete reconfiguration of how I'm running my own internal servers, uh, running my own home lab, uh, so stuff that I can tinker with just for the sake of the channel, um, as well as uh, I just brought on a part-time editor. Uh, and so file transfer between two locations is now going to be uh, less of a thought experiment and more of a necessity. So yes, uh, I will probably be experimenting with some Nextcloud stuff here pretty soon. Uh, as far as Plex and RAID and everything else, uh, I run Plex directly on my Proxmox server uh, in inside of a virtual machine. Uh, although with uh, Plex and Nextcloud, you could actually run uh, just a TrueNAS server uh, and run those as plugins and get the same effect. And then your file server is your server. There, there's nothing else really to do there. Uh, and I I do have, it's quite old at this point, but I do have a uh, very old video on how to run Plex on on FreeNAS. Oh, but yeah. that was with the very old plugin system. But the steps are pretty much the same, even if the user interface is completely different. And it's the same thing with NextCloud. You just walk through the installation steps on NextCloud, and, uh, and it gets you up and rolling, so... That's what I would do, is run a TrueNAS server and install those as plugins. All right. Uh, yeah, there were a couple beer shoutouts that I did want to get to because I saw a couple good ones go through. Uh, Emma's drinking a black IPA tonight.
1: Black, it's totally underrated style. It, it well, re- really is. It, it, but then a lot of places do them bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah.
0: Yeah. Yes, but no, I, I do appreciate a well-done black IPA. I've, ha- I've had a couple of them that are just dynamite. Uh, Saranac Legacy IPA 2.0, uh, 6.5 ABB, and 60 IBU. That's from uh, Jay Bevrin, which is not Reverend, who's our one of our mods over there. Yeah. Uh, although Reverend is right below him, cracking a plum, plum Sour Nova BA Sour from Almanac.
1: Oh, Almanac makes some really good sours, too. They
0: really do. Uh, let's see. Novella, uh, mockery brewing company, uh, rock the F on forever. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: double dry hopped IPA 6.7%. Denver, Colorado. Excellent. Uh, John says I've had 169 times to practice the intro. (laughs) It's amazing how often I still get it wrong too, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's changed because we've added features. We've talked, you know, we've, You've added different aspects to the thing. You finally, I think, nailed down the flow. Yeah. the Probably within the last 20 episodes mm-hmm. was really, okay, here's the flow. We added the podcast not too long ago. Yeah. So you had to throw that in there, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I think we're finally getting into a groove now where it's it's finally the same format. It's fine. I, I think I'm done making changes to the overall format. Yeah. Um, I like, I like how the, how the podcast is going. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, John drink a 2020 narwhal and a dogfish Oak vanilla aged worldwide stout on deck. Oh, those,
1: those are fantastic. The dogfish had I just yeah. had the, you had the narwhal, I think, Two I have, episodes,
0: two or three yeah, episodes ago, something like that. Something like that, yeah.
1: I had I had a bottle of that the other day. That's good stuff. It's good, cheap, and easy to drink. Uh, uh, yeah, the- I,
0: st- I still have a couple narwhals left in my fridge, uh, the 2020 editions, uh, and I think I have a 19 left from last oh. year still. Um, but uh, I do have a worldwide stout vanilla in my fridge too. Ah, oh, I hate you both. <laughs> that stuff's good. So, John, excellent choices in beer, my friend. <laughs> uh computer works up craft computing great show thumbs up thank you very much appreciate that uh let's see i think that's most of them until that we get quite like a, quite a bit further in the chat all right yeah
1: that looks good so
0: let's go ahead and jump into the news shall we all right uh, let me get on to the right article here there we go uh so Tom's hardware is reporting that uh, a new Intel CPU is showing up. Uh, By the way, American Cosworth, I do see your, your super chat and I will get to that in just a minute. So (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, Tom's hardware is reporting that uh, Geekbench has spotted a brand new uh, Intel mobile CPU in their benchmark suite. And it is following a lot of the rumors of Intel's upcoming Alder Lake architecture, and that is they are going to start aiming for what ARM calls the big little architecture, and what uh, Apple used in their M1, where you have some high power processing cores, and you have some lower power processing cores down. And you don't have to boost your high power processing cores to 4.3 gigahertz to Open Chrome. You, you know, if there's lower power tasks that can be done by lower power CPUs, it'll do that to conserve on battery life. But you can also use all of the CPUs at once and get more performance even when you're using your high power cores. Yeah. So uh, the CPU that has been spotted is a rather interesting one. It is a 14 core, 20 thread. 14 cores, 20 <laughs> threads.
1: <laughs> That's a that's an odd shape, right? <laughs> right. How, um, how, how, okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm not sure which of those is hyper-threaded. Uh, my my algebra is not so good today. I'm I'm a l-
1: many, little bit tired. How many? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean that's cool. Um. Yeah. It, it was interesting though, but it didn't really. Well, I
0: guess sh- I guess a a six core twelve. And an eight-core or a four-core eight would make twenty. So, so six high-power cores for twelve high-powered threads, and four high-power cores with eight low-power threads um, would give you fourteen cores, twenty threads. No,
1: okay. that still no that's still because that's, that's ten that's cores. Tw- yeah.
0: What the crap, Intel? I don't know. Some of them probably have hyper-threading; others don't. Maybe that's that's part of Maybe. it. Maybe
1: I don't know. Well, they yeah. It, you, it's could soft- six, you could do a
0: you could do a six-core twelve-thread and then eight low-power cores, and that's 1420.
1: power zero lag of hyper... But I don't... Yeah, I don't know how many of them are.
0: Yeah, there's I no indi- <laughs> there's no indication as to which cores are actually which performance level. Yeah. Um, because all we see is the end result. Um, and, of course, it's so small and doesn't scale. Even better. Um, but... Uh, yeah, all we know is it's been spotted. Uh, fourteen yeah. cores, twenty threads, single processor, max boost frequency of four point nine gigahertz. Yeah, so it's definitely getting after nine. it.
1: Yeah. Four point oh nine.
0: Yeah. Four point six nine.
1: Oh so, god, yeah, that's so just hard. Yeah, that's four point seven. To see. Yeah, four point yeah, seven. Four point seven. Oh.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, again, Will doing make- the doing the quick numbers in my head, I think it's a six core, twelve threaded high power, and an eight core low power, because that would get you fourteen. And 20. That's my guess.
1: But still, as far as power, I mean, it looks cool at, at a max frequency of overclocking this thing for a little chip. Mm-hmm. But as far as power consumption, I'm betting this thing's going to be uh, drawing in nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, in the low power threads, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and that'll save you a lot in battery power, too. And um, should also help with even performance, like you're saying with Chrome opening and just menial tasks. Right. Uh, you're not overclocking things, so multi-tasking uh, should be better technically. Mm.
0: Yes, the- um, and I will say I've been using the the new MacBook Pro M1 for two months now, uh, and not that this is apples and apples comparisons, haha. <laughs> uh, but uh, Apple is using the big little architecture within their M1. Yeah, and- very similar to very great effect. So if Intel can come close to that level of, of differentiality between their CPU cores and the CPU timing is uh, is well done within Windows and well implemented in driver stacks and everything else, I think we could be looking at a pretty good uh, all around chip from Intel. Although again, it's gotta perform and, and it's gotta be affordable and it's gotta be, you know, competitive. Uh, So I'm not sure what AMD is coming out with as far as their mobile stuff. Uh, They're still kind of just now starting to debut the the 5000 series mobile with Zen 3. Um, And early, early numbers have looked good with that. But who knows? Because I think the overall goal of the industry will probably be go to big little at some point. Because it makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you don't need 4.7 gigahertz of, you know, an Intel i7 all the time. Sometimes you just want to browse the internet or watch a YouTube video, and that doesn't uh, take.
1: Yeah, and then that's the other problem, too. You sit there and you get those little cheap uh, laptops, and they have, you know, an i3 or even worse, something else. And they run horribly if you open two tabs. Yeah. And... uh, Something like this would probably even scale that laptop down. If the price is good, um, then it's going to be very affordable. It's going to probably then give you more space to make the laptop look appealing. Those cheaper ones theoretically have better battery life and better performance. And so that can make a name for yourself over like uh, an Apple M1 Mm -hmm. because that's going to be expensive to buy.
0: M1 was more affordable than most of the comparably uh powerful intel laptops that i looked at and doubled the battery life on them so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'd be i'd be curious to see what well that's also wasn't that the first release of apple's uh chip? this is
0: the very first yeah. ARM release of their chip and again we're hearing things out of apple uh that should draw shutters from Intel and AMD both on the CPU side of things, because if the 32 core Apple Silicon high power CPU is actually a reality and comes to the new Mac pro, that's going to be a thing to be feared Yeah, uh, by just about every player. I, I mean, just based on what the M one is capable of doing if, if, and that's for high power and for low power, not multi-threaded if they walk out with a 32-core chip and and lay wood down, (laughs) that's going to be something.
1: It'll be interesting. I I don't know how much of this is a big play for Intel or if it's just something in there like, yeah, we we released this. Yeah. So um, only time will tell. Again, we only saw a little spec. It just showed up on a a benchmark somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we don't really have an OpenCL benchmark. And so we don't really have too much information still about it. Right, You know, no price, no nothing. We don't know when it's coming out. So yep, this this will be interesting because it shows promise, but then we also don't know if this is where, you know, Intel is going to make a big push in this market either. This could just be like, yeah, 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 we just have this one. <laughs> and this is going to be our new little mobile processor.
0: GI pilot, can Intel just bring Intel Xeon 5 coprocessor architecture to desktop boards? Yeah, let's get like 68 CPU cores at one gigahertz into <laughs> a... Uh... <laughs> Into a laptop. Uh, Anyway, we've got some Super Chats to get to. American Cosworth, uh, Jellyfin is better than Plex, Android Auto Support. Uh, Actually, Plex has Android Auto Support, although there's limitations within Android Auto that make that a little bit difficult to use if you don't use the voice search. Uh, That is, you can't simply just browse by artist you have to basically create playlists that have what you want in them inside of Plex. But I use Plex in my 350Z with Android Auto and, and streams directly from my PC and works great. Um, but no, I've heard really good things about Jellyfin. I may check that out at some point, but I just haven't done it yet. Uh, Novella Hub, $5 donation. John, love your Fortnite sweatshirt. <laughs>
1: you mean Fortnite? or Fortnite. That, is that what he said? yeah oh gosh
0: <laughs> you're the one that wore it and yes I know what it is
1: <laughs> okay I was, I was hoping he knew what it was yeah
0: no he knew what it was okay. I'm sure he did
1: yes well no it just it's it's warm yeah <laughs> it's comfortable it was free I don't mind trashing it
0: there you go. Uh, Cole, $5 donation. How often is cleaning needed for the garage server filters? Thinking of putting a small PC in the garage and thinking about fan filters. Depends on where you live, what the airflow in your your garage is, what you do in there. Um, my garage is mostly for storage, although we do let the dogs out the back door that's sitting right by my server rack. Um, and so there's a fair amount of dust that comes in and out. Um, I blow them out probably once every two to three months, just as I notice it getting a little dirty. Um, but, uh, yeah, you do it, a lot of, like, table sawing in there? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I uh, If I have to use tools, they all go out into the driveway. I, I don't yeah. do anything inside the garage.
1: Well, it's cool I mean, that, that's really right. all what, what happens. is you Right. Know, if you do what, a lot of
0: woodworking, you? if you're generating yeah. dust in there, or if you live in a dusty, drier environment, you're bound to get more dust. Yeah. Um, but uh, in my garage, it's not terrible. It, it's not great. I'm, n- I'm not going to say it's great, but it's not terrible. Uh, Andrew, uh, $5 donation. Golden State Cider uh, Gingergrass 6.1. One pint, P.S. Does editor mean more content? Eventually an editor will mean more content on the channel. My goal within six months is to do three videos per week. Uh, right now I've been averaging two, although it's been like 1.8 because some weeks I just can't get two out. Part of that comes down to the editing time. Uh, the video I posted on Monday, that was legit a nine-hour edit. Um, and so it that took me a whole working day just to get that video edited. And there were two days that went into actually producing that video. Um, and yeah. Uh, or no, it was the video before. It wasn't the Xeon video. It was the one before that. It was the pie Hole video. That was a long, long edit, writing the tutorial, double-checking your steps. If I can offload two videos worth of editing per week once we get the editor up to speed and he saves me 20 hours. That's 20 hours I can put back into more content and he still has 20 hours to go if I hire him full-time. And so the goal is eventually to do three videos per week. Um, So yes, it will eventually mean more content, but it's going to take a little while to get there still. yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Denvera. Uh, I've ran into an issue with my M1 Mini, not as fast in Handbrake H.265 encode as AMD 4750U, also uses about 25% more power than AMD, 26 watt versus 33 watt. Um, the 4750 is going to have an advantage in H.264 because it has more compute threads. It has more threads to offload that to if you're doing software-based encoding, um, which most of the time if you're using Handbrake, it's software-based encoding, um, I will say against an eight threaded CPU, it'll probably thrash just about everything that's on there. Um, the, The point was the power to battery life to everything else ratio in the MacBook M1 is one of the best that we've ever seen in the mobile space. Not saying there's not more powerful CPUs out there, but there are few that are as efficient at the tasks that it does. Uh, $5 donation. Techno Tim, how's it going? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> um, and I got one more donation, but of big, course, big, big, big uh, 4 dollars Fortnite for life, Hops and Brews. <laughs> John's a big Fortnite fan.
1: I'm a huge Fortnite fan. Yep. Find yep. me on there, Hops and Brews.
0: Twitch.com slash Hops and
1: Brews. That's right. <laughs> There's going to be so many people searching for that, at least right now. At least there's going to be about five or six people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Five or six people were like, oh, does he actually have a Twitch channel? <laughs> you should. <laughs> and then and then Bigby's like, dude, why don't you play with Jason? We were like playing Mario Kart all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I actually was playing Mario Kart earlier today. I found my wife's uh, Game Boy Micro. Oh, yeah? And so I was playing uh, Mario Kart. Uh, Original? Uh, Super Circuit. Okay. The GBA version.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, I'm uh, getting my old 3ds set up for my daughter to start playing it because she she was interested in playing some Mario games and whatnot. And it's like, well, I've I've got a couple 3ds's around. I've got a 3ds XL and I've got my 3ds XL, which is the new 3ds. Uh, I'm like, you can use the old one. That'd be totally fine. Yeah. So, I've only got like nine Game Boys. You can see I dug into my storage because. I don't know if you can see that above me. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Dug those out of storage. (laughs) All right. Uh, Is that all of our Super Chats for now? I think
1: Uh, so. Looks like it. All right. Yes. And that basically took up the amount of time of one other article. Awesome. So let's Uh, go on to the next one, which is kind of leads into what you were talking about. The M1 Mac mini.
0: Yep. Uh, so, uh, this was Amazon, right? Yes, it was AWS. Yes. Uh, so Amazon has announced that if you want to get hands-on time with an M1 Mac Mini, you can now lease them directly, bare metal, in the cloud for as little as 12 cents an hour. Uh, uh the only thing is you have to buy it in 24-hour chunks. But still...
1: sell 12 cents an hour? That's two bucks enough.
0: for... For a day's for, use of a, a Mac day. Mini M1? Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> it's what, $2.60, I $2. pr- quick math?
1: Uh, that's like cheaper than leasing a computer off of those cheap places. Like, right. you can go lease this for a year. Just be like, I'm going to pay for a whole year. Right.
0: And you have bare metal access to a Mac Mini in the cloud. So if you're a developer, if you are wanting to get into... The, the ARM architecture, if you're wanting to, you know, hey, I've been making iPhone stuff for a while or Android apps or whatnot, and I want to natively compile them on macOS so oh, I can upload I a macOS version now, here's a, a development environment for you that you can just log into and yep. take advantage of. If you just have a project you need to compile, you can rent, you can spend $2.50, rent it for a day and compile to your heart's content. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool service. Uh, they've done this a couple of times. I know for a while they had uh, an ARM-based, uh, a Raspberry Pi-based ARM cloud that you could uh, lease individual units for like a penny.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, I, I guess they did a Mac Mini uh, last year, but it was yeah. eight an hour.
0: Yeah, it was $1. eight an hour, and that was for the Intel-based Mac Mini.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah,
0: 12 cents an hour for an M1.
1: For an M1, so way cheaper. Um, different architecture, but you know, again, that's the point though. If you don't want to pay for one and you just need Hey, I want to test this. I want to develop a small app or Mm -hmm. you are a developer and you're like, look, uh, boss, uh, I I don't really want this. Here's a way to provide me the way to work for it. Here you go. 12 cents an hour. It's on the company dime. Yep. Yeah.
0: And Tim says, this is perfect for iOS developers who don't want a Mac on-prem. And that's exactly right. This, this gets you into the architecture natively bare metal without having to go plunk down $800 on another machine to sit in your, in your render server yep, uh, or your, your compilation stack or where, wherever you have it. Um,
1: yeah. And then you only use it for that one to be like, yeah, I don't even like it anymore. Or right. I only need it for this one time.
0: I, I need it for, you know, I'm going to buy 40 hours worth for like, you know, 20 bucks. And, and then I'll use it over the course of a month to, to do some beta testing and do a couple uh, compilations and then throw it up there and, Instead of spending eight hundred dollars on a Mac Mini, I spent 30, 40 bucks.
1: Yep, and it doesn't take up space too. Right, just like you're saying, yeah. So no, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. It'd be very interesting to see more stuff like this with other architectures. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I do know for them, then like Amazon, that's just more server space, and you know that's hard. Right. Um, Sorry,
0: forty hours would be like five fifty six dollars. <laughs> so
1: well, yeah, you got not you gotta that do much. 20, uh yeah it'd be uh it's 280 288 i think for a day yeah so 12 cents an hour times 24
0: yeah 288 so yeah Yeah. five bucks for for 40 hours so you want a full work week on one five bucks everyone's got a fiver and if you don't and if you don't have a fiver put yourself out there on fiver and like Leave dirty messages on people's answering machines or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. Now, is it, although it didn't say in this, is it a 24-hour period? Or is it per hour, like, I'm using, oh, I just need it for five minutes? Or is it you have full access to it, but only for 24 hours? That, I I didn't see that in the Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a... um, You have to buy 24 hours, but then you can use it as you want. Yeah. Or is it you have to pay for one day and you only get one day
0: yeah. yeah uh so i i responded in chat but i'm gonna say this on the air too fancy bro yes uh get in touch with me get in touch with me uh you can dm me on twitter dms are open at craft computing uh, i've also got a business contact in the about page on <laughs> youtube but
1: jeff always gets free stuff <laughs> get, get in
0: touch with me because yes <laughs> i can put that to work <laughs> All right, and uh, Skull just posted my P.O. box in the chat as well, and it's also in the video description here. So yeah, if you have anything you want me to check out, uh, 1567 Edgewater Street, Northwest, box number 51, Salem, Oregon. Uh, uh, I can accept from any shipper, and I like checking out things. (laughs) So.
1: You won't be mad if you throw a beer in there either.
0: All right. Just make sure it's well-sealed, especially if you're shipping me a twenty six ninety
1: nine V3. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious I, if that happened. I, if it just... Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: there goes 18 cores. Yeah.
1: And a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beers, and and beers, and
0: beers and cores and beers and
1: cores and cores. beers
0: and cores. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. But no, here's the problem when people send me things, is that usually it ends up being me spending more money to make that thing work the way I want it to work. Um, and so, like, you're going to send me an, a, a $26.99, which, which is freaking fantastic. Um, but uh, you know I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy a new 1U server, I'm going to load it with 128 gigs of RAM, I'm going to go out and buy some new storage for it, I'm going to do this and that, and... So, I appreciate it. But uh, my wife's not going to be happy when the eBay bill comes in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. well, you already said that with your last server bill.
0: <laughs> yep. Techno, $5. Uh, okay, guys, uh, keep, take care. Keep up the great content. You too, Tim. Uh, by the way, if anyone is interested in some of the home lab stuff or. Uh, developer-like stuff, getting into a little bit more of the software nitty-gritty, go check out Techno Tim. Uh, He's got a great YouTube page, uh, does some really, really solid content over there. So, Tim, thank you for uh, jumping into the chat and hanging out for a little bit, and you go do you, because I think you're East Coast. So, yeah, it's like midnight over there.
1: (laughs) You're probably like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I I got a video to do. Yep. Yep. Uh, you got a uh, super super chat from Michael.
0: Yes, Michael, twenty dollar donation. Of course, it's again too low. Is there any message with that? Hold on. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. There it is. Uh... Okay, I got it. Okay.
0: Uh, I just want to say thank you. Content is important to a lot of people, but so is quality, and you provide both. Twenty twenty was hard on all of us, and having content and content that helps you learn makes you and makes you laugh is the best. I really appreciate that. Um, I I I strive to make my uh, uh, and and yes, Hamish, I do see you. I'm definitely still interested. Um, yes. Uh, in fact, I think I still have your, your DM deets on my Twitter. I apologize for never getting back to you. Uh, yes, I am definitely still interested. Um, we'll make that happen as well. So, uh, yeah. If, if I don't DM you within the next couple hours, DM me, just in case. Uh, anyway, yeah, I... I strive to have all of my content be helpful. And, and like I say, when I do video card reviews, I try to do real-world reviews. How would someone actually use this part if they went out and spent their hard-earned money and put it in their rig? You're not gonna benchmark a, a Core i3-10100F with a 3090. You're not gonna benchmark a 3090 with, you know, and and vice versa. And, and so you're also not gonna benchmark a GTX 1660 with a 10900K on LN2 at 5 gigahertz. Like, that doesn't happen. That's not real world. And so I usually try to match my reviews with similar hardware, similar equipment, so people get a real-world understanding of the performance they should be getting if this is the build level that they selected, or this is what they're doing with their servers, or this is what you're doing with whatever you bought. So thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, American Kyle's worth $5. I want to see the E5 2699 V3 game. Actually, I'm really curious to that as well, because it is an 18 core 36 thread. It only has, now I'm spitballing off memory here. It has a 2.4 or 2.6 gigahertz base, but it has a 3.8 gigahertz all, or, uh, max turbo. And... You should be able to unlock... 3.3, 3.6. 3.6. Okay, I was close. Yeah, 2.3, 3.6 max turbo. Man, if you could unlock the turbo on all 18 cores and get 3.6 gigahertz, 18 cores, that could be fun. <laughs> that could be a lot of fun. Um. So yes, uh, both of you, yes, we will uh, totally make those things happen. Now you guys got me all hot and bothered.
1: (laughs) 18 18 cores and a 1070 katana. I know. Just going to need to borrow one of my swords for that video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Assuming I'm not going to open the box with a batleth?
1: Well, I'm just saying the name itself.
0: Yeah. That's true. I might might need a katana for that that
1: episode. Just gonna put like a, you'll know, like bow to the chip in yep. <laughs> uh,
0: there. Let's see, Matt, five dollar donation. Jeff, check out the Gigabyte R180F34, seventy five dollars for a one U dual twenty eleven V three with lots of I O. Just got three for a Proxmox cluster per your vid. Keep up the great work. Seventy five for a one U, that's an insanely good deal. Um, in fact, I'm gonna eBay that on the spot.
1: he he was just talking about his wife and him spending money and he's like "Uh, 75 bucks i can't this is literally like how i do beer (laughs) it's like yeah yeah okay there we go
0: i have a problem i can admit that okay (laughs) um so hold on everyone
1: hold on we can literally see the screen elevating your, <laughs> your face we know when it changes and you're like it, it's oh. lighting up my eyes Ooh, that's the <laughs> paypal
0: login screen
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> novella says do we need to contact the producer jeff
1: <laughs> uh, somehow this part gets edited out i don't know
0: Okay, shorten the link, copy. Uh going into the chat right now is an affiliate for, <laughs> for said server. Uh it is $80 buy it now with $30 shipping shipped continental US. Yeah. There you go. It's now in the chat. Um which is really scary cuz that's literally about the price that I spent on the Dual 2011-0 the Zeus servers that I bought, and those don't have nearly the I/O or the storage capability. So that's a freaking good deal. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as the twenty six ninety nine, can you get me another one? <laughs> I'll, I'll buy another one from you. You said you had ten extra. <laughs> I I want thirty six cores and seventy two threads because that could that just sounds like fun.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm
0: done begging for things um,
1: <laughs> I think we spent like the past 40 minutes of you begging for- <laughs> I, I know said you weren't begging it was more of just people giving you stuff
0: yeah yeah uh, and then Denver uh, I have an old Supermicro x8 DTT uh, can send it with dual CPU some FB dims and a power supply uh, it's a dual 1366 board that is only as tall as an ITX board um Hit me up. I I don't know that I, I'm going to say yes to that immediately because I don't know that I have a use for it immediately. But I know somewhere I have a pair of x5690s. So I, I do have the best CPUs available for that platform. Um, and no, the 5675 is not faster because you can't overclock them in a server board. So the 5690 is the way to go. Uh, Uh, yeah, so, uh, let me think about that one, because at this point, I'm also of the opinion that 1366 is getting really long in the tooth, especially because it only scales up to eight threads, or or 12 threads, six cores, which is why all of my builds have been 2011. I know it's only one generation newer, but you can scale those up to 8, 10, 12 cores, 20, 24 threads. You can get a much more dense server with better power efficiency than than a essentially an X fifty eight base, Westmere Nehalem base. Um so yeah. Scalpers suck. I think we all agree.
1: All right, uh, John. We have a little bit of beer news. We do have a little bit of beer news now. During this time, I'm I'm sure some of us and a lot of us have probably uh, ordered some food to be delivered to our house um, via uh, some you know driving company, whatever. And one of them probably was Uber Eats, mm-hmm. uh, very popular. Uh, Very famous. And one special thing that is coming to Uber Eats is now, coming soon, you can now get your beer or whiskey delivered to you Yes, Uber Eats. Yes.
0: Now, Oregon has had legalized alcohol delivery since before the pandemic. It wasn't really popular. Uh, You couldn't get cocktails to go, but they've since legalized that. Uh, But uh, yeah, we could get, beer to go. We could get, not like in a sippy cup, but you could get pints delivered to your door. You
1: you could literally, yeah, you do that. You can literally go there and just go to the bar and say, here's an empty can, fill it for me.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah, Oregon's had this for a while, but pushing this out via Uber and, uh, and acquiring Drizzly as part of that, that could be a really good partnership for a lot of, of small businesses and and establishments that, you know, just want to take advantage of being able to, well, not take advantage of, but just want to still be in business and be able to sell their go- their goods. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: I mean, the, the nice part too is that uh, you go and you buy, that usually probably means that now Uber will be able to sell the alcohol. So if you go and buy that food, that restaurant or bar or whatever can say, hey, we have these cans and beers and whatever, mm-hmm. they can now probably carry those. Right. And you can probably be able to uh, order them on there. So that might help their menu. So I, I think that's how this is going to play out. Uh, the way Drizzle was was kind of more like, hey, here's our catalog of stuff we have in our warehouse and we'll mm-hmm. ship it to you. Yeah. Uh, and, if, and if you don't live close by, it'll be a couple days. It's got to get there. Um, they charge a little more. So I'm hoping with this, the Uber Eats, I'm I'm really hoping that they're basically going to be all licensed to be able to carry this or to carry alcohol and thus basically being able to I can get a, a beer, probably not a cocktail, a pre-made cocktail, but I can get yeah. a beer um and then my food all at once. Yeah. You know, essentially what I would get at the restaurant yeah like oh i really want that hazy i really want this um if a restaurant and similar to oregon and this is happening very popular uh, a lot of outside of oregon is little restaurants will can their own stuff so you have to go to that Mm -hmm. area you have to go to that restaurant you have to go to that uh, brewery or bar we have
0: a lot of those over on the coast uh there's a lot of small like like macro brews, I, I would like to call them, over on the Oregon coast, that the only place you can buy that beer and the only place it exists is in that brewery. Exactly. Um, we, we have a dozen or more of those that dot up and down the Oregon coast. And uh, that's where you have to get that beer. And so they've started since canning their beers, at, but they've had no distribution network because they're not hooked up with distributors. They're, they're not able to... You know, until recently, they haven't been able to just drive the beer to your doorstep. Um, yeah. So yeah. So th- this, this could be has- a huge boon to help keep businesses like that afloat.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and nationwide too. So, or it says uh, 1,400 cities right available right now. Yeah. So uh, what hopefully it'll expand. So, I uh, thought that was that that was pretty cool.
0: American Cosworth, $2 donation. Why you hate my wallet, Jeff? New server for new house. Hey, it wasn't (laughs) me who suggested that one, but holy crap, that's a good price. And you know what sucks is I'm going to end up buying that server and Rails to go with it. So, (laughs) yeah. Why do you people do this to me?
1: (laughs) So I know no one's going to do this, but I I found it kind of humorous. That's why I put this article up. (laughs) I found it very humorous. So Miller Lite is offering everyone a free beer this Sunday. And it's a, I should say first 5,000 entries. Yeah. Um, And they're kind of promoting, trying to say, hey, look, Um, what is it? Uh, It was Miller Miller Lite, but they're they're competing against Michelob Ultra. So Michelob Ultra is the lowest calorie uh, domestic beer out there of a, the light beers it's 95 calories instead miller, of 97 like it, most of the others yeah well they're like i think like 99 or 100 yeah uh, but miller light miller light is 96 and that's mm-hmm. not actually a very common thing and so they have come up with a way for they will give you a free beer and they will make you lose one calorie <laughs> by typing out a 836 long character URL manually. And that's how you enter.
0: Yep. So, yeah, the the uh, URL is going to be displayed during the Super Bowl, during the big game. Sorry, I can't legally say Super Bowl. I can say superb owl. So, <laughs> so during the superb owl that everyone will be watching, uh uh Miller Lite will post this 836 character URL. And if you're one of the first 5,000 people, you will get a free beer.
1: Yes, you'll get, and and burn one calorie typing that URL.
0: Yep. Uh, Although, what they fail to realize is in that same amount of time, I'm going to get a hold of my programmer brother in law and have him engineer a, uh, uh, camera to text URL generator. Well, and... on,
1: see, see, so they, <laughs> they actually already did release the URL. Oh, OK. And, and they actually state that in the URL. <laughs> so if you play the video yeah. and just mute it, the whole video is the URL. That's funny. Okay. And so that <laughs> and they'll, they'll sit there say, I'm sure someone has a video to text. There it is. <laughs> So that's the UI. I didn't click on the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And so, how are are they
0: getting around the 255 character limit on their Windows server? Because you know, domestic beer probably hosts servers on Windows.
1: So, yeah. So, you have to type that whole thing out. So you have till Sunday to, to scrape that. Yeah. Although I don't think again anyone watching this is going to scrape it for eight million. Some technology life. that exists that could. But transform. I thought it was quite hilarious.
0: Uh, we're aware that there bounds to be some technology that exists that could transcribe a photo back into highlightable text, in which case you could cheat and copy paste this URL. But we're going to trust you because good relationships are built on trust. So once again, please type this URL on February seventh, because this is a stunt designed to. D- <laughs> <laughs>
1: So okay, that's like, pretty good. Yeah, that that's the only reason I posted this. Like this is this is pretty funny actually.
0: Yeah. That's that's a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um mm-hmm. I found this one.
1: Right up your alley.
0: Yes. Uh so, who here likes scotch? Right? Uh, I don't know that well, some people don't like scotch, but yeah. a lot of whiskey drinkers like scotch. You like Isla scotches, peated scotches, Highland scotches, whatever. Um, There was a bottle that was sold earlier this week on January 29th uh, of Glen Grant single malt whiskey. Glen Grant Distillery. Now, bottles typically have an age statement on them. And the age statement is the youngest barrel that either the single or mixed scotch came out of. And so if you have a bottle of, you know, 12-year Glenlivet, the youngest barrel is 12 years old. There's probably some 18s, 22s, 25s in there as well. Um, This bottle of whiskey, however, (laughs) is a little bit different in that it is a single malt scotch that was aged for 72 years. <laughs>
1: ah, it's cheap, it's cheap, Can I yeah. just
0: say, I just want the devil's cut out of the barrel of that. I want to, I want to <laughs> gnaw just, on that wanna, oak.
1: Yeah. I just want to suck on that. barrel. I just want to
0: suck on charcoal for the next year and a half. <laughs>
1: Make 72
0: that into- year age statement on a bottle of scotch. 72 years.
1: Yeah. That's, I got that. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine you know. It was be, put
0: into a barrel in 1949.
1: What would be what would have been super, super awesome is if the distiller and then whoever distilled it, his grandson purchased it. Right. That would be that'd be kind of cool.
0: Anyway, the the scotch itself wasn't the the story it was how much this single bottle sold for yeah. this single fifth of 72 year old single malt scotch sold at auction for fifty-four thousand us dollars one bottle
1: one bottle it, it came with a nice oak uh a black oak case uh, uh freaking better <laughs> american black wallet sorry
0: and, uh, and i will say Again, my P.O. box is down in the video description. 1567 Edgewater Street, Northwest. Box number 51. Salem, Oregon,
1: 97304. So, if anyone wants to send me some scotch to try.
0: Yes, because I'm down. <laughs> Imagine Jeff sniffing the cork.
1: <laughs> He'd do that, too. He'd sniff the box that came in.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh Yes. Yeah, so this is to obviously, you know, aged scotch is the way to go. Because, I mean, like, look at the the value that just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Screw Bitcoin and everything else. I'm going to start buying scotch and just let them sit and age. Right? I well, mean, the thing I go, is, I once like they're out of the scotch.
0: barrel, once, once whiskey is out of the barrel, it doesn't age much anymore. Um, so if you have a 12-year scotch that was from 1985, you have a 12-year scotch from 1985. You don't have a 40-year scotch from 1985. That's um, true. And so it's it, once the wood has been removed, it's no longer aging uh, by definition and actually by chemistry either. Um, so
1: then I just need to buy the barrel. You need the barrel, right? You need the full barrel.
0: Yeah, you need the barrel. <sighs>
1: that would be so, fun.
0: Yeah. It's it's not like beer, which still contains active yeast, in which yeah. you can age a beer and it will change in the bottle. Whiskey doesn't really change once it hits the glass. I mean, that, it's up for argument, it's up for contention. I'm sure there's some that do, but the general rule of thumb is once the whiskey has been poured into a bottle and, and distilled down to its 80-proof cell, you know, ABV, that's, it's done. It's done aging. <laughs> uh, thank you, Drake. That was good craft computing, sniffing the cork. It's the Deadpool going. <laughs> 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 yes.
2: It.
1: yes.
0: Thank you, Drake. Yep. Uh, how many bottles from a barrel? Not many.
1: <laughs> no. Um, um especially
0: after 72 years, because, uh, the devil's Very- cut is totally a thing. And evaporation is totally a thing. Yeah. And, you, you leave a uh, bottle of, or you leave scotch in a barrel for 72 years.
1: Yep. I think a barrel is 55 gallons, something like that. Yeah. And then... Uh, and you, then, en- yeah, you
0: Usually after like a 12 year, you'll end up with 30 or 35, depending yeah. on storage conditions and everything else. The rest is lost. And uh, yeah, it, it's really interesting when you get into reading about how to do distilling and aging and everything else, uh, how much alcohol is gone and how much regulation goes into verifying how much alcohol evaporated out because you have to test the whiskey every so often and and submit, at least in the United States, you have to submit reports uh, to the uh, ATF based on the weight or the volume of alcohol that went into a barrel, the weight and volume that came out of the barrel because it's all regulated. And they're going to go, well, you're 100 gallons short from the average evaporation in your area. And, you know, where did that alcohol go to? It's really, really a weird industry. Oh, okay. 7% so, average loss annual in Kentucky is normal. Yeah, and, and that's about right.
1: Uh, so in one year, there's an average of 29 million gallons lost per year.
0: Yeah, the the yeah, seven uh, percent loss uh, is is probably about the norm. Uh, in in moisture climates like here in Oregon, I think we're closer to five percent. Um, in drier climates, it, it can be upwards of twelve. Yeah. You know, uh, Texas things think, like that.
1: I think that's that's the angel share, and then the devil's cut is like the stuff that doesn't right. get used. Yeah. Use, yeah. yeah. A- a- like angel share chart. is what
0: evaporates off, and yeah. devil devil's cut is what uh, goes like into the, the wood.
1: Yeah. Whatever's in the wood, and then that's the other thought part too is whatever's left in the wood. So there's actually that yeah. percentage as well. T-
0: Ten to fourteen percent annual loss in Texas. Yeah, I knew they were high. I knew they yeah. were double digits.
1: Um, so you you get uh, yeah you you lose a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Although I didn't think it said where this. Although we could probably look up where the distillery was. Although that well, it's that's in where, Scotland, John. Well, <laughs> it doesn't mean that's where they stored the the um the yeah, barrel. The
0: no, barrel. it would be. Well, no, if it, it, it's, it's, in, it's but scotch. like,
1: like, like um, um, is it humidified pressure, where they oh, put right, it, right. Yeah, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there, there are we, ways to slow it down, especially when you start building vaults for aging and things like
1: that. Yeah, you can exactly. do humidity and
0: temperature controlled vaults, uh, and, and most I people was, do.
1: With a 72-year process, they were obviously like, okay, here's the first part. Then they probably moved it, you know, every century being like, okay, we probably need to take care of this better and better and better. Yep. I doubt it stayed in one location for 72 years.
0: Yeah. Uh, so everyone's on me all of a sudden, I don't know why, to get uh, the iFixit sponsor. Um, I'm not going to bash iFixit. I like iFixit. I have a lot of their toolkits around. Um, I want a WIA sponsorship. I, I, I want, I, I, I don't like modular tool sets. I don't like bit sets. And that's mostly what iFixit does. What I want is a stand of 100 precision screwdrivers. Um, and I can grab the exact screwdriver that I need, and it goes back exactly into its slot. And they've all got their own stems and handles on them. That's the style of of toolset that I'm used to using. And uh, and I I bought a couple of those for workbenches when I've deployed you know tech uh, tech benches and things like that. I want a WIA sponsorship. I think I need to get WIA involved in the tech scene. So that's what I want. So everyone tweet out at WIA right now because. Freaking crap! I want some of their gear. Yeah, again, not to bash. I fix it. I love their stuff. I have quite a few of their kits. And, yeah, I have their basic and they're kit. wonderful. Yeah, um, very nice. I, I have uh, I have one of their larger driver kits, and and it's it's amazingly well built, but. The modular and bit-based kits, I just don't agree with. Eventually, I lose bits. I I do everything else. Whereas with a screwdriver stand of like precision screwdrivers and standard screwdrivers and your Torx drivers and everything else, at the end of your workday, you can visually verify that all the handles are still there. And, And so for my brain, that works a lot better.
1: Well, I guess though, with the other kit, though, you can buy extenders. And that's the thing with bits is mm-hmm. you can buy stuff like that. Whereas yours is like you may have the right size, mm-hmm. but it's not deep enough. Right. You know, that's the only downside. And then you're like, oh, now I got to buy three different types of the exact same size. Um, I guess I could see the downside. But I do see your point of because right. I've lost bits all the time. It's like it always seems once you lose one, you're like, I don't care about this kit. I don't anymore care about this set
0: anymore. I don't care right. about
1: the set because I, I lost one, and it's like ah eh, just yeah you know, whatever whatever whatever. So I I see both sides of it.
0: <laughs> Emma phrasing <laughs> boom. Check the chat, John. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, Emma says I just wish screwdrivers would have the same width of shaft as the head. Um phrasing. <laughs> 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 phrasing. <laughs> boom. <laughs> uh, thank you. That was good. Um, yeah. So again, people have their own their own preferences on what tools work for them. My preference is I like full kits. I don't like bit based kits. And nothing against nothing against iFixit. They make great stuff, but it's not my workflow. So if they want to sponsor me, I'm totally open to a sponsorship because again, they make great stuff, and and I'll sell them because. Yeah, they make great stuff and I'll stand behind them, but it's not what I use. So.
1: All right. Uh how are you doing with your uh Oh, it's sour? it's
0: it's long gone.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah.
0: It's 9:15. What are you doing?
1: Um pacing myself.
0: <laughs> it was
2: 7%.
1: I know. Uh. All right. All right, what are you going for next? Because I haven't Uh, seen
0: your second beer.
1: Hey, you haven't. Uh, I left it in the fridge. Let me go grab it. All
0: right. Uh, So I'll go ahead and introduce my beer real quick. Um, I bought this strictly for the label, although I have been on kind of an Ex Novo kick as of late. Uh, This is the Ex Novo Strat Your Stuff. And how is that for for a can label? Uh, This is a 6.9%. Nice. Uh, hazy IPA uh, with Strata and Galaxy Hops. So kind of an interesting hop combination there.
1: Very nice. Like the art can art. Yes. All right. And what do you got, John? I have uh, uh, Anchorage Chomp the Wicked. There we go. Yeah, it's very cool. This is a uh, Hazy Pale Ale or IPA. Uh, double dry hop. No one with,
0: cares, John. Go away.
1: With pineapple, Estrada, and Sabro hops. So I well, we actually, both we have, both
0: got strata. So yes,
1: uh, I've had I actually have like four of these, and they it is delicious. It is a fantastic beer. Six point four percent. If I didn't see, it's
0: hard enough. to get Anchorage at my bottle shop.
1: Yes. Well, this is this is Tavor. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I've seen the occasional Anchorage there,
1: but. Yes. Uh, there's an occasional anchorage there. Yeah, I know your bottle shop. Wow!
0: Wow! Citrusy mm. AF.
1: Now this has a very nice pineapple. That and looks hot...
0: like that looks like a pineapple cocktail.
1: It is. It's very nice. I, it's...
0: I I make one heck of a pineapple rum cocktail that looks exactly like that when it's done.
2: Oh, yeah. Now this it's is...
0: it's poured into a glass this big and it's mostly rum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It, so you're saying it's rum and a dash of pineapple juice. Yeah. That's
0: a, it's not much of a cocktail. Um, it, no, it's one ounce pineapple, half ounce simple, um, a splash of lime juice, and then two and a half ounces of rum, and then you shake it. Um oh, yeah. And you end up with that, because of uh, the pineapple yeah. because of the pineapple and the lime breaking down, you end up with that really frothy head right on top yep. and it ends up with this super creamy texture to it. That's oh, just yeah. fantastic. I,
1: I love, I love most of my tropical dreams. I usually do a lime and pineapple mm-hmm. type thing or uh, lime, a lot of citrus mm-hmm. and yeah, I do shake it really, really hard to get that frothiness. You just like a lime and coconut or lime and pineapple. Yeah. And, um, so we're just basically giving away all of our cocktails for next month.
0: Yeah, exactly. By the way, March is cocktail month. So if you're interested in cocktails, it will be nothing but cocktails during the month of March here on craft computing, uh, both talking heads and in the standard weekly shows episodes, I guess you would call them. Um,
1: uh, now, didn't you say, I don't know if this is confirmed. So if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, I'm, I apologize. But weren't you going to try to do even a, a cocktail recipe for special? Uh, viewership to yes. special members only.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be doing some cocktail themed uh, viewer only videos uh, or premium, uh, premium videos premium. Uh, yeah. for the premium uh, Patreon and Floatplane members. Uh, those are $4 on Patreon and $5 on Floatplane. The reason it's $5 on Floatplane is Floatplane videos are 100% ad free. Uh, beyond that, you get the same perks on either platform. Uh, links are down in the video description if you're interested in jumping onto one of those. Uh, minimum donation of $1 on Patreon gets you onto the Discord, $2 on Floatplane. Also, Floatplane has, has some costs behind the scenes, and and so it's just a more expensive platform to be on, but I added an extra benefit because it costs you guys more. So yeah. that's the price difference, but uh, I usually aim for one to two premium videos per month. Uh, in February, I do have one coming up. Uh, and uh, they're usually about 20 30 minutes uh, the last couple have been so yeah if you want <laughs> if you want extra me extra my face uh,
1: think about cocktail. joining the
0: yeah. patreon or floatplane get get on the premium membership it's totally worth it
1: it's fun this is this is jeff making a cocktail here's my rum
0: no i make good cocktails <laughs> the the channel name is craft computing and so <laughs> and it's craft dash- it, yeah, this, this is not, this is not frat girl or, you know, fraternity cocktails. This, what? Yeah.
1: What did I sign up for? Well, Sorry, I can, that's my channel. I didn't say <laughs> I can't
0: make those, John. I just said I prefer
1: not to. There we go. Now, are you uh, going to get all fancy with your cocktail? You're just going to do a basic.
0: Oh, no, we're going to get fancy on a couple of We're
1: fancy. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm thinking about picking up a smoker.
1: Oh, very fancy! <laughs> now, like, what you should do is just go get like see if, uh, what what Intel chip uh, was blowing up, or oh, something was catching on fire, wasn't? It, or was it a graphics card? Or the PC part? Anyways, you should try... Oh, the NZXT. Yeah, the NZXT. Yeah. Get that and have that smoke into it.
0: No, <laughs> no. Ah. <sighs> uh. Everyone has a bad product every once in
1: a while. I know. so But it'd be funny. Yep. And expensive. Yep. <laughs> but you'd be the only one, be able, you'd probably be the only one ever to drink it, too. You're like, oh, yes, I, I taste the metallicness of it. Oh, this is like a 4 You know corn. how bad that would be for you? Holy crap.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's Sorry, tough. this cocktail is known to the state of California to cause cancer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. During the month of March, I'll be doing probably a couple different cocktail videos. I'm thinking about doing my uh, my 12 bottle bar uh, video in
1: March. Oh yeah, that's um, a good. That'd be a good, great idea. Yeah. The, uh, basics: what you need for your starter bar. Right. Bottles. What do
0: you What do you need for a 12 bottle bar? Yeah. And and what are the great value liquors that you can go out and get and make 80 percent of the cocktails that are out there?
2: Yeah. That's so. good.
0: That's the plan. All right. Uh, let's get into some gaming news. Right. Uh, starting with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition has a release date, and it's a couple months later than we expected. We were hoping for March. It ends up being May, uh, but this was May 21st or 14th or something like that, and uh, you will be able to get the Mass Effect Legendary Remastered Collection. That is the trilogy of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3, plus most of the DLCs. That's the Therein therein lies the rub. Apparently, BioWare uh, is unable to recreate the DLC from Mass Effect 1 because of data corruption (laughs) when they were pulling the backups. Um, So they don't have the source code, and... They decided not to commit the resources to basically redeveloping it. Um, They probably could, but projects like this usually have pretty tight budgets. It's do what you can with the textures, tweak a couple of gameplay things that people didn't like. Like the first Mass Effect 1 didn't have a great aiming mechanic to it. And the driving the warthog with like analog stick forward and, you know, trying to turn that thing. Give me a, give me a gas and a brake and, and, and a turning mechanism and I'll be more than happy.
1: You know, um, they probably didn't even fix that either, but. Uh, and um, I bet I, they didn't. Yeah. You know, because, well, again, it's going to come back to like purest of like, no, I want to play it how it was, but I just wanted it to look a little nicer, you know, have it upscale right. and that's all I want it to do. Right. Um. So actually, I only played Mass Effect three, so I have no idea what one or two, what their problems were.
0: One, um, I will say the gameplay on one doesn't age nearly as well as two and three do. Um, One was, gosh, what was it? 2006, I want to say 2007. Um, It was kind of in that era where. 3D RPGs were really still finding themselves, oh, yeah. um, well, I, and, th- and this was one of and this was one of the most ambitious RPGs uh, to come out because it was 100% voice acted. There were so many different choices and and dialogue trees that you could go through. It was kind of like Morrowind Wind in space, but with way better mechanics and, mm. and graphics, and so. Um, and it came out about the same time as oblivion, like to put it in context and think of like how janky oblivion looked, even at the time, uh, you know, the animations were not smooth. I was blown away by the water in oblivion when I first saw it, but then I played mass effect and holy crap, like just the visuals in mass <laughs> effect were mind blowing.
1: Oh, isn't, isn't that funny, though, that you would say that? Water is always the one thing I personally always look at it. Everybody, oh, totally. How well did they do water? Yep. Okay, I'm going to judge you on that. Mm-hmm. It's almost every time it's like, okay, oh, that looks great. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, I agree. Mass Effect... Uh, well, again, I, I never played one or two, so three, but I really liked three. I thought it was a
0: very fun game. Yeah. So. Um. So I, I've been starting to go back through one, although uh, I knew the Legendary Edition was coming out, but I thought it was going to be like late this year. And I think I'm going to stop my playthrough and then just go through the Legendary Edition. So I'm just going to like hold off on it for a couple months because I, I only just started it. I think I'm on mission two or three. Oh,
2: you're um, fine, yeah.
0: So I haven't done any of the loyalty missions. I haven't done any of the side quests. I, I've literally like gotten to the citadel and gotten to like the 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 second planet off the citadel. And so and hey fancy he's now in the Discord. Woohoo! Look at that. Welcome. Welcome in, Fancy. And there's another guy who who else joined the Patreon? Oh, Fancy Bro. I'm in the Patreon now. Woohoo. Welcome. Welcome to the chat. Uh yeah, you and I will talk later, sir. <laughs> Most definitely we will talk later. Um all right. Uh, but yeah, so BioWare lost or was unable to recover from backup. Uh by the way, Bioware Raid is not a backup. I don't know if you knew that. Um but uh <laughs> that, that we're unable be to your recover first
1: t-shirt.
0: Yeah, we're unable to recover yourself. the DLC from Mass Effect one. I don't think there's a huge loss. There um, I don't even remember what the DLC was for Mass Effect One. I think it was like three extra missions. And they weren't, I don't remember them being, well, I don't remember them, so I, I doubt they were memorable.
1: So they obviously seem not memorable.
0: Right. So, but uh, anyway, Legendary Edition coming out, $60 available on Steam. It now has a Steam page, and I believe it will be on a couple other platforms as well. So be on the lookout. Uh, originally, it was rumored to be able, or to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, that is Currently not in the announcement. And in fact, they did make a brief comment on that that said we would love to bring ME Legendary to the Switch and we are exploring options to to have that happen at a later date. And so it will not be on Switch at launch, but they're leaving it open to maybe we can tweak the graphics down to get it to run on the Switch. Yeah. Which I think that'd be a great game to have on the Switch.
1: That'd be a fun game.
0: Yeah. Uh Nexus mods have great HD texture packs and a Mako patch for ME one. Yep, well aware. Um I was trying to play at Vanilla. Um I'll pro I might finish my ME one playthrough. Um and then and then hold off on ME two. Uh but uh,
1: well, that's all, uh I was trying games, to play it vanilla. Yeah, most of those games though aren't that uh long in, in hours anyways. And I'm betting ME one probably was Oh, they're,
0: they're 30 hours. They're not, they're not small, like a
1: 15, 20 hour game.
0: No, uh, especially if you do any of the side quests, like you can jam through the main storyline and probably 15 to 18. I usually do a lot of exploring, a lot of leveling. And and when I like to dig into RPGs Uh, and dig deep.
1: Usually with that, it's like after, you know, I'm like, okay, let me go back. I'm going to go do some stuff.
0: So, so usually once a year, I will play through final fantasy two and final fantasy three for the SNES. Um, I recently just did my playthrough of both of those. I spent 19 hours on Final Fantasy 2 and 32 hours on Final Fantasy 3 for a single
2: playthrough.
1: 3 is actually pretty big for its day. It really it's, is. It's a big game, especially if you're like, I'm going to get everyone up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you use the forest and like turn them into the... I got I got
0: every playable character. I saved every playable character yeah. until the very end. Um, I had... Pretty much every everyone maxed as far as levels. Like I grinded on that game, and uh, had uh, I didn't quite max out. Uh, who was that Mao or Grog or God? What oh. was the 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 wild kid?
1: Oh yeah 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 the 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 tiger yeah. or whatever Mao yeah. What his um, name was? Yeah, gosh, I'm drawing a about. blank. But
0: yeah, um, I, I didn't. A girl, isn't it? No, it's, it's a boy, uh, but uh, he's the wild kid that was raised by wolves kind of thing. And yeah. if you uh, if you walk around his continent, he can leave the party for a while and then come back with new skills. Um, I didn't grind on his character a lot. Um,
1: he wasn't that good.
0: <laughs> he really wasn't. And, and uh, nor did I do. Gosh, what is the 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 wizard girl, uh, the, the, the young girl, the, the girl who draws?
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, the,
0: the thing with her attacks is she draws the enemy you're attacking and then that's the and throws their attack back at them, but the thing is if they're a fire monster, you end up shooting fire at them because that's what they attack with, but they're either immune to fire or, or they, they get, get healed. healed by it. Yeah. And so like half of her attack is moot in the first place if it's even a f- if it's even like done. Because sometimes you can not draw it properly,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> or can fail, and and so she's a great mage, but she's horrible at it, like her main
1: attack. attack. Yeah, for some reason, I think I kept using her for like healing. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I remember that game, that particular Final Fantasy, being like just so huge when I first played it. And uh, the story the, is freaking amazing. The story amazing. is amazing. But it was so different of like. I get to choose all these different characters where two was like, you have this hand selection, right? You know, there's like no two is,
0: these are the characters in your party right now
1: you get. And then the only time you ever get the changes one leaves or one dies. Yeah. You know, and uh, where eight is like, I got my flying ship and they're all hanging out in that little casino rest area. And then you go and build your party. Right. that was amazing and
0: and split your party into 3 groups and yeah. use them simultaneously exploring this mine and and some of the some factions of the party will encounter enemies and difficulties that others won't. And so you don't know until that party goes out there. It's like, man, I really wish I had Celeste over on this party because oh, she would have dominated. The, and the right amount, now I'm just getting my butt kicked.
1: The amount of thought I think into that game, like there could be a documentary on just how they thought about developing that game would be a fantastic thing to listen to or watch.
0: Yeah. Gao and realm. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I, I literally just did the playthrough, but I was drawing a blank on both of their names. Yeah. <laughs> like I know Locke, I know Celeste, I know Tara, I know Edgar, I know, you know, it's like, I know the characters. I, I know them very well. I play them once a year. But you can tell I don't like those two characters. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Google... Less and less confidence in Stadia and none more evident than their announcement uh, yesterday or Monday or something like that, that they are shutting down their internal game studio. So they will no longer be developing first party games for Google Stadia. Uh, In fact, they're going to rely on third party integration, which is usually the first sign of a project that is fluttering to its death.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really, really like this idea. Because it, it, what? It stayed is only, what, two years it was announced ago and one year implemented, something like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe a year and a half. Um, where you would have thought, too, like, this past year, this was the thing to do, you know? Uh, you didn't have a big gaming PC and you're like, I want to play all these, you know, AAA games. I don't have the power to do that. I can go and get Stadia and, and play them. And yep. No one did it. And the only way it really, really worked is you had to have a really good, solid connection. Right. Now, not necessarily the you know lower end games. Yeah, it's fine. But you wanted to play those AAA titles. Yeah, you, you kind of needed those bigger connections. And Google has that uh, mindset of if it's not a diamond right away. Right. We're, we're, it's not cool. worth
0: investing it's, in. It's, yeah,
1: throw you away. I, yeah. I, you need to be... Viral
0: day one. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I said this of streaming gaming in general when Stadia launched. We talked about the Stadia launch on, on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, that the vast majority of anyone outside of a major metro area is not ready for game streaming. It won't work. And so, sure, if you live in downtown Portland and have a, uh, You know a a handoff site, you know within 20 miles of your house, and you have gigabit fiber coming in with you know six milliseconds of latency from the main handoff. You're going to be doing all right. Stadia is probably a freaking awesome deal for you. If you live, you know, south of Portland or or in you know where even 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 out towards the suburbs or or where John lives or where I used to live, Mm -hmm. my millisecond or my my latency was like 30 plus milliseconds just to get to the handoff point, let alone to get elsewhere online. And I had good internet. I had gigabit ethernet or gigabit internet, but with often 30 millisecond times for any kind of transport. Um, So yeah, uh, I, I knew right off that Stadia was probably not going to do well unless they can really market it to large metropolitan areas with good infrastructure.
1: And Now, see, I think if they did focus more on the third-party lower-end gaming, it might have done better and then done, like, a Stadia 2.0 or an upgrade or whatever, you know, a higher-tier subscription, three, four years down the line, possibly Mm -hmm. when, you know, the 5G is more rolled out all over the place. Who knows what Elon Musk's stuff is going to do, but whatever. You know, essentially just in the future, right? that might have helped them in where... It could have built a brand. It could have built like, look, this is not the greatest platform, but it's very popular with uh, third-party developers. And so it's a proven concept. They went right out the gate of saying this is going to compete with consoles and buying a PC. Why buy a PC when you can just Netflix subscribe to this service and you'll have that power? Right. Again, it is a very appealing thing to the the kid in the city – who's probably right next to it. And his parents are paying for, um, you know, very high speed internet. And it's like, ah, look, why do I need to spend $500 on the uh, latest PC or, or um, uh, console or $1,000 on the latest PC part? Because someone wants some RGB lights on it.
0: Right. And, and yeah, uh, I, I won't say that this was doomed to fail, but I didn't see it working um, because there hoping- were so, there were so many hurdles to overcome uh, just as far as just in like a latency and getting the service to people, that that was a massive hurdle. And I heard very mixed results on some people. Like I said, if you're near a, ha- a major handoff, a, a, a major uh, you know oh. data center hub, yep. uh, it worked great. Uh, and I heard others, it's like man, the stuttering, the compression, the 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 resolution I'm getting, the latency, it's horrible a horrible experience
1: it was uh, why would anyone pay for this wasn't assassin's creed black flag was like the very first release
0: no 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 no. uh no black flag was quite a few years ago uh odyssey
1: odyssey it was odyssey oh sorry odyssey yeah uh um but yeah then but even that was like two or three years old or a year it wasn't brand new um and people were complaining that it wasn't great Right. There were there were certain aspects that worked great, but then in like quick combat, it was horrible. Um, yep. Yeah. If sh- if
0: you were trying to play a Twitch shooter, doesn't work. If you just yeah. want to play an RPG like a turn based game, fantastic. And and that's the overall consensus for a lot of game streaming platforms that have been out there. Um. So yeah. Uh, by the way, I missed a super chat a little while ago. LW sends five uh, British dollaroos. Uh, good morning, gents. Shipping on Yorkshire Tea is Miller Lite the Fortnite of beer.
1: No, no, what is the
0: Fortnite of beer?
1: Oh, I think that's uh, a great question. That is a great question. It's uh, because uh, do, you, do, you, do you put Fortnite in like the hipster category because everyone no. plays it and it's kind of like okay, or but so many young people and it, you know, it's would, not would beer. Fortnite it's for, for Loco? I ooh. Or or whatever frat boys are drinking. I was gonna
0: say wine cooler. Yeah. I was gonna okay. say wine cooler. Fortnite is the wine cooler of the gaming industry.
1: Poor Loco makes hard seltzers and wine coolers
0: and- right. But no, but no wine cooler because they're targeted at young kids. They're sweet, they're colorful, they're
1: no, no. they're flashy. It's the, it's, no no no
0: and but sparks. they seem grown up sparks. because you're sh- ooh, sparks, sparks. Oof. Oof.
1: it's the sparks because it's got it's energy and alcohol
0: yeah yeah
1: the, it's the malt it, it's malt liquor it's right basically you know. uh, e-
0: either that or you got to go mad dog you got to go yeah MD. yeah yeah, it, it's, yeah. It,
1: it's something like that but it, it's not good
0: yeah <laughs> no uh yeah, but but no, there's a lot of comparisons there. That it's bright, it's flashy. The graphics are are targeted at a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, but they think they're grown up for playing it because I get to shoot someone in the face.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and look how fast <laughs> I can build this tower. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Although then that's like okay. Then let me ask you this. All right. What's the PUBG of beer? Mm. That one, I because I, the graphics aren't cartoony. Pabst. Because it's the hipster and cheap.
0: It's the hipster and it feels incomplete.
1: And you're always wanting more. I can see that, yeah.
0: Pabst or is, it, is just, the... Or is it yeah.
1: like Rainier? <laughs> I don't know, Rhett, what do you think? Rhett,
0: chime in. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And in other news, uh, <laughs> so Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's in the news again. Again. Again, not for a great thing. No. Although this one's, this one is slightly less their fault because this is a third-party vulnerability uh, that makes their platform vulnerable, and it probably was vulnerable in and of itself, but it wasn't vulnerable without user Doing intervention. This, yeah. How's that? Yeah. Uh, and that is... Uh, some users on the Nexus, uh, Nexus mods uh, got in touch with Cyberpunk developers because they discovered vulnerabilities in some of the DLL that could allow modders to take full access of a PC. Um, now, this is only exploitable through modifications. And so if you download mods, there is a chance this could be exploited. We've seen no indication that it has been exploited, but uh and the the post itself was not a a black hat kind of operation it wasn't a here's how you do it it was a there's an issue with some mods and and essentially root access to a uh um to a system and uh, yeah
1: it's yeah it's basically where the cyberpunk accesses the drivers and right almost basically gives cyberpunk almost administrative access to the drivers and so someone can easily throw in a mod saying hey you need this extra driver for this mod to work thus giving them access and then they can throw whatever they want into that driver thus giving them access to anything in your computer right um not a good thing but again, like Jeff was saying, you have to download that mod yep. and try to install it uh, and make it work. So if you're just trying to play Cyberpunk and just as is, play resort, you're going to be fine. If you're trying to get like, I need this outfit, I want this car to look this way, or right. I'm going to download this from Reddit, be cautious.
0: Yep, which I'm a modder. Um, I haven't downloaded any mods for Cyberpunk yet, but it was on my list to start checking out the Nexus scene, because there's some good stuff that's been coming out lately um but yeah i'll probably wait just a couple of days before i uh
1: yeah and that's the other thing too if you are it's actually probably fine but don't be a first adopter of it you know give it a little bit if there's something new you're like hey i want to check that that out that sounds fun give it a couple days and then just you know google it really quick do a search uh have you seen anyone say hey something's funky with my computer right so
0: sorry uh I, I zoned out for a second there because uh i
1: i got another free thing
0: no i i had no <laughs> um well no not this time uh no i was uh i was looking at the page and i went what in the world is mike doing there so by the way that's take Mike, yeah, I was talking I to him literally, yes, literally like two days ago, I was on a Zoom call with him like, what the hell is he doing on my Zoom call? I went, no, 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 he's an, he's an auto playing video on the Tom's hardware page. So I took a snippet of it and I'm going to send it to him. So
1: yeah, no, actually <laughs> I was watching that video. It was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. But no, I, I talked to him in that same office on that same camera like two days ago.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that was funny because I saw that. I was like, oh, that's not his usual background. Mm hmm. Or like, I mean, I don't watch him like religiously or, or, or see some of his stuff, but I was like, yeah. that's not normal. That's not what I know his background to look like. Right. I say.
0: Anyway, CD Project Red says they are aware of the issue. They are not disclosing what the actual vulnerability or DLLs are. Um, and uh, they will be working on a fix ASAP. So until then, they say, refrain from downloading mods from sources you do not trust. Um, so Yeah.
1: Just be careful.
0: And finally, speaking of downloading stuff, this is, (laughs) this is fairly big news. Uh, this is big news for game preservation and emulator enthusiasts. Um, last night, and I mean last night because I was awake at midnight, ready to like pass out. And I saw a tweet come through from a couple of people that I that I follow quite closely. And they said, you can download GoldenEye for Xbox Live Arcade. The remastered GoldenEye for N sixty four that was rumored to be coming out in two thousand eight and never saw the light of day, it's playable now.
1: Yep. Yeah. If you haven't known this, there there was a YouTube video a couple of days ago of, posted on
0: Saturday. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of a playthrough. Yes. And so, if if you are a classic fan of GoldenEye, you and in the tech world, you probably knew this. Yeah. But last night. Last night, there was a link to download it. And yes. And you
0: can go and check it out. S- and so at midnight, I'm like shutting everything down here in my office. It was already like two hours past when I wanted to go to bed. And that news dropped. And I went, well, I have to download it at least. I've already I got Xenia on my on I have my to PC. to verify this. I got to make sure it works. Like <laughs> I can't talk about this if it doesn't work. You know what? I can make it through the second bunker. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent two hours last night playing GoldenEye. (laughs) And it's great. And obviously I'm not going to leave a download link here, but it is available. I know it has been posted to archive.org, which is usually pretty safe from takedowns. Uh, So search for it on archive.org. It's the GoldenEye007XBLA. Um... And it is a fully remastered or 90% complete remaster of GoldenEye for N64. Uh, Multiplayer, local multiplayer is working. So you can play four-player multiplayer either on a modded Xbox 360 or on the Xenia uh, emulator. And it works great. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I spent my evening doing. And so I took a two-hour nap this afternoon. Because it's like I'm not gonna make it till midnight if I don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. If you want to see the video too, just check out the link. The link uh, has the video in it. It yep. is just smooth. It's. I mean, it looks obviously, great. it looks. It looks fantastic. If you've known what it looks like beforehand, it,
0: it doesn't feel like GoldenEye because it's not running at 18 frames per second.
1: I know you're like it's uh, 60 frames it's, per second, almost
0: is, locked the entire time, and this just is silky too smooth.
1: smooth. It's too smooth. Is the and,
0: problem? Yeah. There's a really cool. Uh, button press in it as well. If you hit the right shoulder button, it'll jump back and forth between the new textures and the old textures.
1: Oh, that's cool. And
0: so you can play it with full widescreen support in the old texture mode. And so if you really want to go for that nostalgia touch, but I will say playing it with the new textures, it plays identically to how it played on the Nintendo 64 if you had an aim stick instead of C buttons. And it's great. Oh. It's wonderful. Mm. So does the AK-47 still look like a pencil, though? Yes, it does. The sniper rifle still has the bolt on the wrong side. Uh, like, it is so bad in so many different ways. But it's um, so
1: bad that it's good. Right.
0: Yeah, it, it's a left-handed sniper rifle that you're holding in your right hand with a with a left-handed bolt on it. And, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's
1: Russian modified. What are you talking about? That's how they did it.
0: Yeah. Parsec
1: Goldeneye
0: Win. Uh, That could be fun.
1: That would be fun.
0: I might have to host a a multiplayer game.
1: But if you want to be part of that, you got to join the secret, secret Patreon.
0: Yes. Andrew, $5 donation. Thank you. He's Mr. Green Protagonist over on the uh, the discords. And uh, Parsec Goldeneye Win. I think you just made that happen, sir. Yep. (laughs) Because, yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Um, Now, right now, the local multiplayer is working, so we'd have to jump on one machine running the Xenia app. Uh, But there were rumors that some people are trying to get the the system link multiplayer working. This was never going to have XBLA support, but it was going to have system link support. If they were trying, to, I don't know if they'll allow for more than four players. But if if we awesome can if, if we more. can get a sixteen-player Goldeneye land going, oh my god!
1: Oh, that would be so much fun! <gasps> right? <laughs> uh-uh. all right. I'm, I I do wonder. Did they ever? Did they fix fix the odd job uh, cheat?
0: I hope they didn't because I
1: know because I'm gonna be odd job. <laughs> I know
0: you are because you're a little.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're always that little bit shorter, so they're like, "Yeah, bullet one right." The over auto me. aim
0: just shoots right over the head.
1: Yep. i like, "Nope, too bad." Ha <laughs> suckers.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh I had to remember it's not ten o'clock yet. It's still a family friendly show.
1: Oh, it's getting there. It's getting yep. there.
0: Yep. So yeah, if you've ever wanted to check out the Lost Remaster of Goldeneye from 1997, it's now available for download wherever your favorite leaked source software can be found. Uh, it, it's going to be a LAN-only set because it was either System Link or Local Multiplayer. Those are the two options. And at the moment, System Link is not working, even on modded Xboxes, uh, but this is all very recent. This literally dropped 18 hours ago. Yeah. And so, so uh, there is a team already devoted to getting System Link working. Like, man, if they can get that working and if the code is there for more than four-player multiplayer, holy crap.
1: I mean, that might be the, the next uh, fun little multiplayer for people to do. Right. Of, of just internal parties. Yeah. 18 18 players of just oh, how many discords would be would be doing that how many twitch channels Oh, that's a twitch show right there
0: I know yeah now if if this happens and if system link is now supported I will host a 16 player goldeneye land party uh on on parsec
1: now, for see, my that, discord peeps yeah that would be that you know it'd be fun to do is if you could then record that and then that's a uh you know um a perk video mm-hmm That would be a fun video too.
2: Could
0: probably do WAN multiplayer with Himachi. You probably could using the Xenia app um, or using a VPN tunnel. Uh, You can do the same tunnel video I did, but with OpenDNS to a shared DNS server or uh, DNS, shared VPN server somewhere. Um, So yeah, all of those things are possible. Um, Yeah, in fact, I'm... I'm considering starting to host, like, a VPN myself, but Wait, making uh, it publicly accessible for, for LAN slash WAN hookups for, for patrons. So it won't be my home IP address, but it'll be an IP address that will be public and common. So maybe. Zero tier instead of Himachi. I've never actually used zero tier, uh, but the last time I think I tried to play a LAN game over WAN was when Himachi was really the only option. So it's been a while. It's been a while.
1: <sighs> All
0: right. Do uh, uh, we have anything else to get to?
1: No, we got nothing else. We got we got a couple minutes for any Q&A on the show. Um, otherwise, we'll probably end up somehow, eventually, we always do tech, track, eventually. Yeah, but... Uh, You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be that way. It's pop culture or whatever, you know. You got anything Um, in mind? I I actually have nothing. I was trying to even think of that as you were closing. I was like, honestly, there actually is no Trek news. or Anything to really talk about.
0: Right. Uh, Star Trek Picard, I guess, is back in production.
1: Yeah. Um, That's about it. Um, Season one is being released on Blu-ray recently uh there was talk oh i heard there was talk of janeway being in season season two or Mm -hmm. at least mentioning of her um remember
0: admiral janeway is already canon as of star trek nemesis
1: yes and so um yeah i haven't heard anything uh oh there was the whole and this was a while ago but uh q you know is might be coming back there was a rumor of that well he's but already think, been in
0: lower decks. I think exactly. he has to make an and appearance I, in well, Picard. He was
1: saying there was gonna be more of him, but I'm wondering if it's just more lower decks reference. If he
0: if he's making you know, jumping onto the Titan and and you know and, Oh, and Picard well, is just so lame anymore. All he does and, is quote Shakespeare. Come on, challenge me, Will.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and and that's kind of what I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be. But but the fact that Whoopi Goldberg is coming back for season two tickles that, you know, back corner. Because there was always that relationship between Q and Guinan, and so it's like, oh, that would work if if, if Q starts messing with Picard, and you know, I don't know, it that would be fun. So yep.
0: No, I I think it would be great for Q to show up and uh, Picard to make like a quip like you know, Q, you look really old. Well, so do you, Picard. I figured I'd match the occasion. Yeah, Or something exactly, like that. Ex-
1: exactly. <laughs> you know, it would be so fun to do like, oh, you see Q and they do a quick de-aging of him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, Picard, you look so frail. <laughs> there we go. Now I look, you know. Does this now,
0: appease your fragile human ego yeah, more?
1: Something <laughs> like that, you know, that would look oh, great. Oh,
0: Jean-Luc.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would love... You seem to
0: be missing your artificial heart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I would love a whole season just based off of them dealing with Q. Yeah. You know, obviously they probably won't be, but even a single episode or something, that would be fantastic.
0: Lower Decks is funny, but not worth it in my humble opinion. You bite your tongue, sir.
1: I will admit... Second watching was better than the first.
0: Second watching was better than the first. Second and watch- even even the first watching, I enjoyed the ride.
1: I enjoyed the ride. And it-
0: second watching, it hit on a little bit deeper level. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because they are so self-aware of sometimes the ridiculousness of what Star Trek is. And the poking fun at themselves was ruthless. Oh yeah, Wolf Three Five Nine was an inside job.
1: Oh yeah, that's like a, there's that so stuff many... is
0: littered throughout, oh, yeah. and it's and that, wonderful.
1: That's, you have to you after a while. You're like, okay, what's the plot? What's the plot? What's going on? And you miss the little background stuff that's mm-hmm. going on. Even it's not even mentioned. It's just drawings or characters walking by. You're like, oh, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I get it now. It's so funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It there's there's. My only critique was it was kind of pushed. And I think with the animation style, because the advertisements never actually said this, but kind of pushed as a Rick and Morty type humor. I, it's not.
0: Here's the thing. Um, I don't think Star Trek, Paramount, CBS ever advertised it as such. They said it's going to be an animated comedy. And the immediate reaction because of the animation style was oh, it's going to be Rick and Morty in Star Trek,
1: and looks like it. Yeah,
0: it, it does. It it's very similar art style. It's it's the it's the skinny and exaggerated caricatures of characters, and uh, and the art style is fantastic. I I love the art style that they went with, um, where it's semi realistic, but but still very unique. Well, yeah, um, I,
1: I like that they make all of the ships and everything else you know basically realistic as of like say you know star trek the animated series mm-hmm. but then each character is that over exaggeratedness right and so it's like okay the ship and everything i i know exactly how that ship would look like mm-hmm. in, a, in a live action tv show yeah the the scanners the holodeck all of the panels are exactly oh, episode nine
0: with the movie intro of the cerritos that was just oh
1: yeah oh that was gold yeah it's fantastic <laughs> yeah i mean that's that was even the best part too is like they even made fun of the movies and everything and yeah. how, how oh this is how simple the movie is and i just have to do this and the antagonist is going to do this and right here the the hero shows up now yeah and it's like oh this is this is beautiful and also the fact that they did it on the holodeck it's like, and that's another holodeck it's episode. Yeah. Like
0: they chip. did two holodeck episodes out of 10, and they were both
1: fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that never happens. No. Name me the last good holodeck episode out of any Trek. Any Trek.
1: It's, and they okay. went
0: two for two.
1: Yeah. They did, they did really good. Work. That
0: alone but. means lower decks is watchable.
1: Yeah. So, um,. My, yeah, I guess my only, my, I, my one complaint though would be it's only 10 episodes mm-hmm. at, a, at a, at a, 30 minute or 28, whatever, 22 minute.
0: It's 22 minute runtime. And, and and I think that's why it feels rushed and very, very, you know, quick pace. Number one, yeah. that goes very well with humor. Um, But, but number two is the episodes have to rush things.
2: And, and that's
1: fine. That's fine. But the fact that because it's a cartoon series, you don't expect a cartoon series to be. 10 episodes. You know, I think the most,
0: most cartoon series when they launch are only 10 episodes. Rick and Morty sees, you know, all the Rick and Morty seasons are only 10 episodes. I guess me, I guess growing Um,
1: up, you know, like I, the Futurama, the Simpsons, uh, you know, the South parks, you get go back and look at Futurama
0: episode one or a series one.
1: Yeah. But then what season one, go look at season one. I think that's even like 14 or 12. You got 12. Oh, is it? Yep. So you
0: got two more and that's it. See animated shows get a much shorter leash and they produced an entire season. And within the third episode, 13, they were already episodes. Okay. Yeah. But, still, but, yeah. but still 13, it wasn't no 22 or 25. Yeah. It was 13. And so I'm expecting 20 to 25 episodes for lower deck season two, because it was such a success.
1: So season two of, of future almost 20. So yeah. yeah. So I'm expecting a similar leap out of lower deck. So if it did that, very understandable then i'm like okay i'm fine with it i don't know 10 10s yeah i guess rick and morty but the thing is i i don't think see rick and morty season one wasn't built up like star trek lower decks because star trek has a lore to it yes it and, and and there's an already cult following that you know no matter what will watch and they could have pushed 15 episodes and been fine they and you know that I think 15 would have been nice. I would have been fine with like 14 or 15 and been happy. Yeah. Um, but maybe if they do, if they do do a 15 to 20 episode season two, it might redeem that aspect. And like, okay, I understand now. But if then they continue with the 10 episode similar to Rick and Morty, yeah, I might get disappointed because this is a streaming service, CBS Plus or so all, all, all access only. It's like, Ten episodes for a twenty-two minute show. Come on, yeah,
0: guys. yeah, exactly. And you need to give me more. And I have CBS All Access, and in fact, I'm still signed up for it. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been I've been on it for a year, and that's the main goal of CBS All Access, and why they have Star Trek streaming exclusively via via All Access is because they want people to sign up for their service, yeah. and and then forget they have it and go. Three years later, oh, I've been paying $8 a month for this to get 10 episodes that I watched once and never again.
1: But I think that's the problem is, is currently right now, there's too big of a gap between everything and and yeah. an animated short series that is, you know, 22 minutes versus the other Star Treks, which I understand have a much larger budget and graphics. And so, yeah, you have to make them eight to 10 episodes because they're essentially mm-hmm. an hour long modern TV shows now like that are hour Right 50 minute long movies. I mean the yeah. the amount of graphics that go into it. Although is just we insane.
0: we both had criticisms about Star Trek Picard that we felt like it should have been a six-episode miniseries, not a 10-episode series.
1: Yeah. That's and true.
0: And where it was good, but it was way too drawn out in some in some spots. And there were a couple of episodes I could have just done completely
1: without. But see, that's the thing. I think they could have done still been fine with 10 episodes if they did like two or three individual storylines of like look this is a one and done episode here's a point here's the start stop and then carried on and went to another you know went oh we got to go back to this the main storyline right it was 10 episodes of one story and that's what made it feel draw the Mm -hmm. season felt drawn out to where if they just did hey here's two episodes where it's it's a one and done with hey okay we need seven of nine okay but we need seven she needs help with this You know, that that's the end of one episode. The next episode is just them doing that one thing, getting her her little story, her little arc. Okay, and now we got her.
0: I I did like bringing her back in episode seven through ten and having her go through the the Borg Queen assimilation and, and everything like that was all fantastic. And I think that's all fits very well within the main story arc. But there was the 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 Raffi's son thing. Like there was some character development that they were really trying to do in Tug at Heartstrings. And I just watched it going, I just wasted 20 minutes because I don't understand anything about Raffi that her sitting there smoking snake oil in the in in episode two for 30 seconds didn't already tell me about her character. Yeah. And, and so they they did really good writing in so many scenes. And then they spent 20 minutes drawing out what they already did with five seconds of airtime. And that was my thing. My main criticism of Picard. I thought overall it was a very good show.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and
0: and the ending scene with, with data, like I cried. I, I legit like started welling up. That
1: was a a great ending. Uh, I didn't. So my, my problem, I thought it should have ended there. That's the thing. I thought it should have ended there. Mm-hmm. and the the idea that they went with the whole golem thing <sighs> yeah I'm, uh, eh. Uh, eh. they, they, they could have wrote that that felt like we don't know how this is supposed to end and we're all, we're already shooting episode seven right how do we end this
0: right um oh,
1: okay you know
0: and and I will say the nepenthe thing was a late addition to the shooting. Schedule. They they weren't originally scheduled to bring Riker and Troy in and do the whole Nepenthe episode. Like that was like a late written.
1: Yeah, I, we need to even, figure
0: out some way to integrate some older characters. But see, hey, I know
1: that, that felt that felt better I, w- doing that because it felt like it wasn't part. It felt like a li- most of that episode felt like good character development because of Picard's history with children.
0: Troy has never had a. Better set of scenes than she yeah. had in Penthe*.
1: So, never, uh, no, they no, never no, developed
0: no. her character more.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, in the series,
0: in the series,
1: yeah. Movie,
0: movie, and she was the, a badass.
1: The bar, the bar scene, in, yes. Uh, uh, we started uh, shooting
0: something called tequila,
1: yeah. <laughs> Best scene I was like, oh, that's a therapist I can get along with, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's the that's the Troy Riker fell in love with. Yeah, I was like, oh, Riker saw that. I was like, yep. And then Riker comes up and she says that, and Riker does that like eye thing. He's like, yep. Riker sees that, and her like, oh, no, yeah. I- that's the girl I, I remember. I,
0: I love the scene with Zef- Zefram Cochran like dancing in the background with tequila bottle and whatnot. And then he throws it against the wall and passes out. And then Troy's sitting there and she's like slumped over the bar and then she falls over and and Riker's just sitting there and he's he's like, kind of like, yeah, the music's good. And then she falls over and he looks at her and he goes. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's great.
1: Yeah. No, that's <laughs> it was great. Just that, great. that was great. That was great, Troy, right there
0: yeah, no. but no, uh during TNG proper, yeah. Troy had very little character development, very little like, why are you here? I think he's lying, Captain. like
1: I can't tell, yeah, I know. let's eat some chocolate ice cream she
0: she has a chair on the bridge, and Picard will glance over to her and she goes, I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> I sense something odd.
0: His intentions seem genuine.
1: But I can't <laughs> like, tell. She has so
0: many great one-liners that are just absolutely dreadful. I mean,
1: how, how many species did they run into where they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> empaths can't read me. Right. Oh, you're useless. Yep. You know. <laughs> Why don't you
0: just go sit in the corner, Counselor? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. then there was that whole episode where they had to figure out where she loses her uh, powers. And she's like, I'm, am I still a good counselor? And that was a whole like this is a horrible episode. Yeah. yeah.
0: But but no, her her scenes in Picard on Nepenthe were fantastic, and I I never thought I would say that about an episode with Troy in it as a primary character because as as good of an actor as Marina Sirtis is, she was given some pretty shite scripts. <laughs> No, in, oh yeah. In she the majority was, she of Star was Trek. brought
1: into the series for just her looks.
0: Right. She totally was.
1: Yeah. You know, um, it really wasn't. And I, I even think it was first contact. Like uh, from what I remember the story, they like finally she, put a
0: uniform on her and she looked better than she had ever looked before. Oh yeah. Like, but holy I think crap. She
1: actually fought pretty hard for that bar. Scene, yeah. Yeah. If I remember, cause she was like, no, you dare do not cut this out. And like, this is the first, like, character i got i
0: finally to- get to be a character let yeah. me be a character exactly
1: right. well it was it was um john who who was the director for that so he was like yeah go ahead do it so yes 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 we literally like had nothing star trek to talk about and we we're like let's just make something up yeah. <laughs> there we go no 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 ds9 no no, no comments. Can I ban him? Do I have the power to ban him? I Before I already 103? said. No, ban him, ban him.
0: Yeah. <sighs> so no, it doesn't count. The worst Star Trek was DS9. No. And, I, and I, I agree with John, and John and I agree to disagree, but we have TNG DS9 1A and 1B. Yeah. And it, it, we're just on opposite sides all, of the fence.
1: All other Treks. I think, subside you know, to those. Oh yeah, side to those. I think we're pretty much the exact. We agree on all of it, right? Um, but but those two, it, and it's not hard. I agree with all everything you're saying, and I agree is,
0: with most of what you're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you're wrong, and right. I'm right.
0: Right, and <laughs> and from the other chair, you know, the chair here on the space station. Uh-huh. I, I feel what, the same
1: much, way. you don't have a chair. you have a, a tiny desk that no one remembers There's what episode about it? How many times is it talked about the chair, the captain's chair? Do you want to sit on the captain's chair? How does it feel to sit on the captain's chair you want to take
0: episode a picture. episode one, they talked about the Cardassian lore about looking up to the glorious leader oh, all that, the time yes, from ops. Yes. and
1: then and then what did he say? He's like, I don't like Cisco's like I don't like that. yeah, I don't like that. But what and, kind of captain was Cisco? <laughs> it's past tense. <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> it was past tense. I, was saying, I noticed
0: every captain. other I noticed just about every other Star Trek captain has lore about them becoming an admiral except Cisco.
1: Well, he died. Right. Well, I, I guess he didn't die. He went to the celestial temple. Right. Which she said eventually he'll come back and who yeah. knows. Blah blah blah. Blah blah,
0: blah. yeah. yeah. Something, something, Bajoran, something, something, something prophet. We don't
1: even know if technically DS9 is real. (laughs) Could all be in his head written in a book. Yep. So, uh, but, you know, it was one thing. I don't think we ever released that that image. We were at, um, in uh, in Washington, Seattle. Yeah. And and that, that picture you took remember we made that little video of me sitting on the captain's chair Oh yeah and that was no released? I th- that is
0: in a video I think
1: is it I don't think it was ever re- now was no that? I that think was, it's
0: now, in a video I think the video might be hidden now because it was so poorly performing and everyone hated it and so I th- I, I don't delete videos off YouTube. I've only hidden like four. And I think that was one of them because it was just so poorly received by the audience.
1: Well, that was back then, too. It was
0: back then. I mean, that was
1: you should throw it up now. That was a
0: very green Jeff.
1: You'd probably get like 50,000 views. Yeah. Of like, here's here's OG craft computing. I Uh, I don't
0: think it would do that well. I really don't know
1: or or just release it for like uh, Patreons only. Uh, I front. could
0: re- I could re-release it for patrons. It's unlisted. So um, but uh, hold be, on. There,
1: there was a scene. Uh, we were there, and they had this uh, booth, and mm-hmm. it was it was it was the original bridge, right? Right. It was the original bridge. And um, Jeff and I both got our pictures taken in front of it, but then we decided to do this whole like scene for the Jeff's video, and it was me sitting in the chair, like. Ah oh, yes, oh this is fantastic! And then Jeff walks off and just like, get out of here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Yeah. We only ever produced two videos for packs. Um. Oh God, it's horrible. Is it? I'm looking at it now. Ah,
1: oh, it probably is. It's I mean- sh-
0: it's shaved head Jeff, uh, with. I, I don't know quite what I'm doing as far as live interviews go. And so both interviews that I did there were just dreadful. Well, um,
1: it, was, it was, I mean, everyone was green and we were having just mostly a good time. We were having a lot of fun. there.
0: <laughs> we really were. It
1: was, it was, all right, let's go to PAX. All right. We're dead tired. Let's go home. Hey, what's the corner market have for beer? Oh, okay. That's let's, right. let's grab a 24 pack.
0: Yeah, I will say probably the highlight for me was I did get to spend like 20 minutes with the original developers for Descent
1: because they they were releasing Overload and
0: and that was freaking cool.
1: Yeah, because you were, actually it was very funny because when you did that, they lit up and they're like, Oh, you want to talk descent? Right. And they, and
0: they they lit up and and what was funny is I sat down and with the controller and they're like, Wow, you really know your way around kind of the and I'm like, Yeah, I've taken out a couple droids in my in my or a yeah. couple mining bots in my time. And uh and I told them, yeah, I used to play on just a keyboard and I had it perfectly mapped where I could I could drive that thing like a sewing machine. And and that's how I spent my childhood was playing descent with a keyboard. And it was great. And, and to meet them and, and for them to like light up the same way. Like they're like, that's all we wanted was someone to like enjoy 3D space combat. And I'm like, I totally did. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. The interview was terrible because I didn't know how to interview people back then. And so, yeah, it's it's been pulled. Well, you but... we were
1: doing that and then you had that flipping huge camera rig, although that did get us into so many places it did and got us respect
0: it did and that was the whole goal of it was to look the part
1: it looked it looked i mean it looked like a mounting cannon on our shoulders it was a good rig it was a really good rig and people stepped out of the way i mean they made a path It was literally Moses parting the Red Sea, essentially.
0: One of the best moments at Pax was uh, was I was holding the camera because John, I think, had already left. Rhett was in the bathroom or something like that, and Steve had lost his phone.
1: No, no, I. I, I Were you there, still there? I, I was, okay, because Steve took my phone.
0: That's right, that's right. Um, yeah, and so bathroom, yeah. and so everyone had kind of scattered and and I'm walking through and I'm just like taking in the sights kind of thing but I've got this massive camera rig on my shoulder which it was a a newer shoulder mount camera rig with my Sony a6000 and a and a uh, 18 to, to 105 uh, G master lens, but I had a Z mount battery pack on it and a, and a top handle and a, and a light and a mic stand. And like, it was a legit like shoulder cinema rig. Oh, it was, but it was built for like 400 bucks. Like it was, it was a great bit of kit, way too heavy for what it was. Um, but, uh, so I'm walking around with that and I've got it on my shoulder like this cause that's the easiest way to carry it. And, uh, and I got caught eyeballing another guy's camera rig um and uh and so he's he's walking like around the corner of a booth and whatnot and i'm i'm like you know how like wives can hear your neck turn when you're sitting like poolside kind of thing (laughs) like like you're checking out that girl and you you come eye to eye with your wife kind of thing um well i was doing that with a camera rig with my camera rig on my shoulder and uh and and whatnot, and I was just like watching it, going, "Yeah, it's a good rig. It's a really good rig." And uh, and I'm like, "Oh, that was cool." We met on the other, like we walked around opposite sides of a booth, and we like almost ran into each other uh, on the other side of it. And he looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, mine's bigger." <laughs> 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 uh, like he felt, yeah. he felt it. He felt it. No, no, He, really he was, had a he had a Sony FS9 uh, oh, with yeah, with a full thing. shoulder mount, and he had the the twenty eight one hundred five cinema lens, and everything else, and like a trailer behind him. Like, oh yeah,
1: it was a legit rig. No, but I mean, like,
0: and I was so gushing over it.
1: Well, I mean, but we were there, and and we'd go to booths, and people were like, "Who are you? What are you?" And you only had. What, Seventy thousand subs at that time. 50,
0: 60, yeah, somewhere yeah. right in that range.
1: Right in there, and so no one technically like who? What are you? Right. You, are, I'm not saying everyone's gonna know you now, but still, you know, you know what I mean. It, yeah. Two
0: hundred k opens some doors. It really k does.
1: Opens some doors, and and so but b- back then it was like okay, I gotta I gotta wait my turn. I gotta I, I gotta pay uh, pay the piper. I gotta touch the the rings of the kings, um, but that rig parted so many seas for us
0: it got people out of the way so yeah, we could get I, front row and get good footage of just about anything yeah it was
1: no, fantastic literally people that we were like oh dude that guy's got 150 subs that guy's got 200 subs yeah we were pushing them out yeah it was so funny just from that rig but then we're right. like after two hours you're like jeff man it, it, or it was between me steve and red and we're like dude it's your turn Dude, it's yeah. your turn. It was like the punishment of the day. Yeah. It the rig was, like, was oh, like 25 pounds. It was, yeah.
0: it was legit heavy. I've, I've gotten rid of almost everything out of that rig. I kept the shoulder mount because the shoulder mount is a really good mount. And I spent it way too much route. money on that. I spent like $70 on that shoulder rig. Um, and it's just a, 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 rail and a shoulder, but it's a carbon fiber rail with a shoulder pad on it. And it works fantastic. Um, and uh, I've actually tried it a couple times handheld with my Z cam and it's wonderful. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting learning experience. Uh, I went to CES, uh, for a second time. Was it second or first? That was the second, that was the second, second time. time. That's right. Cause I took Rhett that year.
1: Yeah. You took um, Rhett one year and then you took the three of us the second year and then we couldn't go the next year. Right. And because uh, someone didn't sign up for the tickets, and oh, yeah, PAX. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was PAX. Yeah. 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 And then, uh,
0: obviously- no, I, uh, I, I was looking at going in 2019, uh, because we went to PAX 2018. That's when all yeah. this happened. And, uh, and it was great. Uh, we had a lot of fun up there. Um, didn't shoot too many videos because it's more of a gaming scene. I couldn't find really anything that I was really interested in. AMD was launching, gosh, what was it? I think the sub 16 core thread rippers were like the thing that was being launched hardware wise. And so it was like the 1920 X we were covering too. There was a lot of Ram and a lot of keyboards, but that was it. Um, so it was like gaming peripheral kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, so not a lot of things that I could really cover. Uh, who's mentioning my monitor 43 UD 79. Yes. That is the monitor I use. Who's asking? uh been watching your set of videos uh chris asks been watching your set of video and a few others and meaning to ask what is the big monitor you use for editing it is an lg ud4379 or 43 ud79 uh mine is the non-freesync model although they do make a very very rare freesync version of it um it's a 4k 43 inch monitor that is factory calibrated uh for color and it is fantastic Um, I've been recently looking at some upgrades. Um, Asus has a new 43 inch that they debuted last year. That is a 4k HDR 1000. So actual proper HDR with, with individual zone backlighting, um, with 10 bit color and 144 Hertz. I've been thinking about going that way just to get some gaming chops and also have still really good color. It's not factory calibrated, but I recently bought a colorimeter so I can calibrate my monitors. So I'm thinking about going that route, but anyway, yeah, (laughs)
2: 43
0: UD 79. Great monitor. I've used it for three years now and it's fantastic. All right. Uh, I think that's about it.
1: That's about it. It's it's, almost 10 30 uh 10 10 22 10 23 yep which Um, puts us
0: pretty much right on time for when we started we started 13 minutes late so yep
1: went a little long or extra for for that and uh should be good but there is the super secret after show party Yep. Which is only on the Patreon. So if you do want to sub or go to that, you need to click on the link in the description below. Minimum donation of at least a dollar more is appreciated. But you can check out the Super Secret After Show, which is awesome every Wednesday, plus extra content, plus talking hosts, talking to all the other talking hosts. I don't have it as well down as Jeff does because I don't say it all that often. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. Tons yep. of other the one thing Jeff doesn't talk about is actually the other chats. And there are so many other chats in there. And the community in there is actually probably one of the best Discord communities you will ever go in there. And I do have to give a shout out to the mods in there. They're, those guys work their butts off and they are fantastic Well, the thing mods. is, they
0: don't have to make work their butts off because That's, everyone's yeah, well, yeah. like freaking awesome.
1: But yeah, exactly. So it's not even that hard, but they do work and they are fantastic mods and that's the community in there is a fantastic community i just wanted to give a shout out to the mods because they don't get enough love
0: yeah no thank you to the mods they they work tirelessly and for zero dollars and in fact they pay me to be mods and send me liquor so So
1: that that's kind of they're freaking
0: fantastic i love you all you all do a fantastic job um but yeah, uh, now there was one thing I wanted to, to say. Uh, Epic commented, you, the human eye cannot perceive more than 145 frames per second. We've been saying the same thing since 30, and then we said the same thing at 60, and then we said the same thing at 90, and now we're saying the same thing at 144. Um, I've seen a 360 hertz monitor directly against a 240, directly against a 144. Yes, you can. <laughs> there is a difference. There is a noticeable and quantifiable difference between the two. Uh, and we've done testing in, in those suites where there is a quantifiable and measurable difference in response time from the person to what is being shown on screen. I've seen it. I've experienced it. It's real. So yes, the faster your response rate, guess what? Your brain is way faster than you think it is.
1: Fastest processor around.
0: That's right. Anyway, join the float plane, join the Patreon. Thank you all so much for watching this on episode 169. Nice. nice, Of Talking Heads. (laughs) Join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Hit me up on the Discord. I'm there pretty much all the time because I sit at my desk doing a lot of various things and Discord is never off. So if you want to chat with me, my... Me, myself, and I, as well as John, Rhett, and Steve. And all of the I did. And all of the hosts or and all of the
2: You already said it. it.
0: and all of the other awesome community over there, there please go. jump in it is a fantastic community uh to all my patreon and float peeps i will be in the after show here in about five minutes but right now i have to pee like a racehorse <laughs>
1: me too i'm like so yeah, shut up i don't care about hurts on a monitor shut up just <laughs> let me go pee
0: <laughs> thank you so much for watching and as always we will see you next week later all